too. No feelings were hurt in the making of this song. Hey. Cloud makers in the building, y'all. Filth one is in the building, y'all. The ex girls are in the building, y'all. Now this is dedicated to my exes and my summer flings The ones that I adore but sabotage before the Arab Springs Another cherub sing the same old story A night of gutted fishes making love in empty forties Huh, it's early morning, you're still around Pick up your pride without making a sound See, I find it quite perplexing that the pictures you were texting Look nothing like the scars you showed while you're undressing Obsessing over a lack of control over an honorable soul Taking whack what you want stolen, I know that this is where I draw the line I ain't got the fucking patience, ain't got the fucking time You're fucking up my grind while I search for peace of mind And some clarity, the shrooms amplify sincerity And better me inside of a tomb, man A giant cocoon, soaking booze while I chill in saloons, yeah And I drink to remember, I drink to forget I drink for the Caitlyn's, the maidens, the violence The sex and importance, the feelings that sort me The feeling of loving, this pain is like morphine I drink to remember, I drink to forget I drink for the Caitlyn's, the Against the violence, the sex and the courtness, the feelings that sort me, the feeling of loving the pain and I drink to remember, I drink to forget, I drink for the Caitlin, the makings, the violence, the sex and the courtness, the feelings that sort me, the feeling of loving this pain is like morphine. And I drink to remember, I drink to forget, I drink for the Caitlin, the makings, the violence, the sex and the courtness, the feelings that sort me, the feeling of loving the pain is like morphine. Yeah, it's like morphine. The feeling of loving like pain is like morphine. Throw me 
that bush while these niggas beating around it. My niggas smoking that kush while these niggas speaking the baddest. Brain cloudy, space out, but I stay grounded. It's strange when you surrounded by faces that used to doubt it in places you never died to win bitches. That's where another and picturing her instead and be mad at them when they nod her. Even though when I'm back, she be sweating me like a signer. Till she open them legs and I turn in a Jeff Dahmer. Twist the marijuana, let her do the honors. Then I kill it, kill it, kill it. Till she yelling, stop the violence. And I swear the way she's screaming out my name is so melodic. Then I tell her that I love her and she crying cause I'm honest. Uh-huh. Skeletons in my closet. Elephants in the room, blood dripping about the faucet. Common sense, say fuck it, it's no sense in my pocket, that's nonsense. And I probably just squander it once I got it, but hell yeah, she on it. Hell yeah, she money. Hell yeah, she bad, so bad I call it demonic. The proud young product of smokers and alcoholics. But they don't even hear us cause they know nothing about it. Don't concern you 
I had some uh, green tea. <laughs> oh, water drinking ass nigga. Yeah, man. I, man I, just, I had to go to work early as fuck today. So I'm just chilling right now. I might do something later on tonight, though. You know, it's just hey, fucking I don't hot. Know, hey, I don't even know what today's date is. What's today's date, bro? It is the 25th of June. A hot ass day. Doing, we still doing the show on the 30th or no? Yeah, if you're listening right now, um, I got a show in Moreno Valley at Status Night Club. Uh, the the homie that I know, he's a promoter. He's doing he's starting a new night at Status. So if you live in the area and you've been to Status, you should check out the show on the 30th. I got the homie Showbiz. He's gonna be a special yeah. guest with me that night. So, I mean, it should be lit. Though. We're trying to turn that shit up. We're trying to turn that shit up. It should be. It will be. Team Liddy, yeah, all the way, man. Light that shit on fire, bro. Gotta yeah, let so people know what we're doing. Yeah, so if you are uh, 21 and over, then you should definitely come out. I don't know if you heard of status, or, but status. Or if you're 19 with a fake ID, come on in. We ain't going to look twice at the ID. We just going to let you in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're 19 with a fake ID, come through. And it's supposed to be a college <laughs> night. So if you got your college ID, you get a discount, too. So... We're trying to see all the college see, people in that. See how that, yeah, you see how that works? Like, I ain't going to say the majority, but half half college students are, like, under 21. Yeah. So, so they got to come with that fake ID. Yeah, so, so we got to embrace it. Hell yeah, show up with that college ID, man. It's, it's about to turn up. It's going to turn up. It's going to be a pretty turn-fast Thursday, so come party with us, because we're going to have a good night. I got to go to work the next morning at 6, but... It ain't gonna stop the turn. <laughs> he said it ain't gonna stop the turning. We gonna yeah, keep you it going. Know. Nah. Hey. I don't know how you do it, bro. I wouldn't be able to do it. I used to be like that when I was in the navy, though. Be all drunk and shit, and then have to go back to work at six in the morning. And the next morning, I wasn't shit to nobody either. I was scummy as fuck. Looking at my <laughs> superiors, like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? I'm drunk. The crazy so I don't shit know how though. You gonna do it. The crazy shit is, though, as I've been getting older, that shit is harder. Because when I was in, like, my early 20s, man, I'd be fucking straight up hitting shows, like, every night in L.A., coming back to the fucking Riverside, sleeping for, like, two hours, waking up and going to work, and it wouldn't even phase me. Like, now that type of shit, I got to be home early. Because if not, man, I need, like, two, three days to recover. Like, I can't get out of bed and shit. It's a lot tougher than I think it used that's to be. true. I, I think that's true for everybody, bro. Um, the older you get, like the, the less you can withstand, like on your body and shit, bro. It's like it's a. How old are you? I just turned twenty nine a couple weeks ago. See, you're not even old, bro. You're just twenty nine, <laughs> and you already complaining about shit you can't do anymore. You know what I mean? Imagine <laughs> when you hit forty. I'm thirty two, bro, and I get on the basketball court to be looking at them kids like. What is wrong with you? You just fucking you got an energizer <laughs> battery in your back. Like yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And I remember a time where that shit didn't phase me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, it's true, man. Everybody, when you get a little bit older, and I don't care how old you are, if you're 22 in like four years, you're gonna be like, oh, like at 26, you're gonna be feeling like, damn, I can't, I can't smoke the same way I used to. I can't drink like I used to no more. Everything is like mild and like turned down now, like somewhat. Like, yeah, that's real shit, yeah. though. Because you, if you're abusing your body at a young age, man, 
your body ain't gonna be able to keep doing that for a long time. No. And that's, that's, that's like, I think I think that's what's happening to a lot of these stars that are dying, bro. You know, they got a program that they've been on for so long. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hitting the road and long hours in in the sky and you know what I'm saying, gotta do all of these studio sessions late night, gotta wake up in the morning, do this fucking uh Sally Jesse or whatever the fucking daytime shows are. They be burnt. They be burnt the fuck out. They burning the candle on both ends, they popping pills to stay up. And you yeah. know what I'm saying? You get into a lifestyle living like that for so long to where your body's just like, I can't take it no more. I'm out. And that's real I'm shit. Not. I mean, you're, you're fucking <laughs> drinking, smoking all night long, trying to stay up, only sleeping a few hours. Like, your body just start breaking down, especially if I, you're not taking care of it. It's like real shit. Because I, I partied a lot when I was younger, like a whole lot. I used to go hard, like, every single day. And yeah. like I said, back then... It'd be good. I could just sleep a couple hours. I could wake up, be fine, chilling, be like, yeah, I can make it through the day. But real talk, man, I need sleep now. I really need on, sleep. <laughs> on like, that note, look, while I'm thinking about that, though, okay, we're talking about the rock star lifestyle and how it takes a toll on your body. You know what I mean? Let's, uh, Lil Wayne, you know what I mean? He had another seizure. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? They say it's, it's uh, due to the lean. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I, I sip lean on occasion. You know what I'm saying? Recreationally, when I could get it, when I ain't charging the arm and the leg, like <laughs> you know, I sip yeah. lean. I put I put some syrup in my double cup, and I've never felt like having a seizure. But then again, I guess that <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I guess that's like over time. You know what I'm saying? Like if you drink lean every day for like three, four years, or even six, eight months straight, you know what I'm saying? It'll start to do something to your body. I know yeah. niggas that uh siblings daily <laughs> and they have they have trouble, you know what I'm saying, shitting. They can't shit. You know what I'm saying? They yeah. just constipated and shit. And it's like, okay, that's when it becomes a problem, dude. Like, you know what I mean? I could see if you're doing something and you can't see how it's negatively affecting you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But if you sipping something and you notice like, wait a minute, I can't shit. Like, why, yeah. why would you continue to do it? Like, why? You know what I'm saying? Um, hey, it's because cause they addicted. They addicted, man. And that's, that's a hard thing to come from. Like, even though you see it hurting you, you still got to do it. I mean, that's like people that smoke crack. They know they fucked up. It's just... <laughs> man, what? <laughs> you can't, I, like, you can't all right, I'm an 80s baby. I'm an 80s baby. I ain't going to... Like, I don't know, you know what I'm saying, what it's like to be an adult during that time where when crack hit the streets and it was like the newest designer drug. You know, everybody that was in that era, I kind of give a pass. Not to keep smoking mm-hmm. crack, but I'm saying if they ever <laughs> tried it or did it or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, you know what I'm saying? That's when it was popular, so you get a pass. But a motherfucker, yeah. new 2016 crack smoker... Like, I ain't got no love for you under the sun. Like, jump yeah. off a bridge and kill yourself. Like, how? what in life could have been that bad to make you pack a pipe full of crack and blast off? Like, I don't fucking get it. I don't get it. We got all these of what crack has done to us over the years, us as a people or us as a black community or whatever. We just got studies showing how crack kills and how it deteriorates your body. What the mm-hmm. fuck would make you smoke that shit in today's day and age? I don't know. Like and It's not just see, old smokers. It's new smokers. Well, see, that's, that's a subject that I can touch on because I've seen crack around and nothing has made me want to do it. You know? 
It don't even like sound. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Where do you be at where they just got crack well, no, around like that? No, I mean, <laughs> it's not like I've been somewhere and there was just crack around. Unless you're in the trap like, house. Uh, unless you you in the trap no, house. Like, I got homies I mean, with trap houses. I mean, I've shown my love for white girls, both white girls. So, you know, I, I've definitely dabbled with some white girl here and there. And sometimes when you okay, like when you deal with like a somebody that sells that shit, they probably got cracked too. You know, it's just yeah, just part of the right. game. You know, it's soft and hard. So, yeah, it's soft yeah. and hard. Like you want some powder? I got some crack. <laughs> like, yeah, wait, wait. And, no, yeah, like yeah. I'm just letting you know in case you want to go harder. <laughs> yeah, I got exactly. I, I, I've seen it. I've seen it. I've been like, nah, I'm good, man. Like, you know, it's just not like something I've been like, oh, shit, you got crack too? Well, fuck it. <laughs> Let me just get the crack then. You know? <laughs> it's like, that's, that's, all right, let's put this out here. Okay. You remember uh, Wolf of Wall Street, right? Yeah, of course. That's one of my favorite movies. Okay, oh, yeah, I, I watch, I watch out, that shit once a month. I watch it at least one time a there month. There you go. What I want to point out is, see, they got this stigma on people who smoke crack as only being, you know what I'm saying, crackheads pushing baskets and shit. And that's not true. You got rich white men that love that fucking shit, and they don't, oh, yeah. they don't get scrutinized because they're rich white men. And they get together yeah. with their buddy, and they be like, yo, let's do crack. And it's like, <laughs> what? And the shit's hilarious. It's fucking hilarious. Can you imagine two old white rich men running around high off crack? Like with no man. repercussions to, you know what I'm saying? It's like they don't suffer any consequences behind it whatsoever. They could just know, do crack and bounce back, I guess. In my younger times, <laughs> I've seen some crazy motherfuckers that will buy coke and shit. And usually those people, after a while, I've seen like some rich people they buy coke here and I've done coke with rich people before and shit like that. And it comes to a point where just they do so much coke, you know, they spend so much money on the coke, they get offered the crack and they're like, all right, fuck it, let me try it. Fuck it. Uh, that is yeah. crazy. I'm going to go on record and I'm going to say this, you know what I'm saying? Not passing judgment on nobody. But I get accused because I'm a former child star and shit. You know what I mean? Motherfuckers be all on the blogs, all in the comments talking about drugs is horrible. And you could tell he did drugs. I ain't never did shit a day in my life. I smoke weed. I sip a little lean every now and then. I ain't never mm-hmm. tooted no coke, did a line of coke, broke down no cocaine ever. I done sold a whole lot of cocaine, but I ain't never did it. I ain't never popped mm-hmm. a pill. You know what I'm saying? So... You know, I, I'm understanding of someone that may have, you know what I mean? Like, okay, whatever floats your boat. That's your cup of tea. It ain't mine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm just a high-strung individual. And I can't mm-hmm. experiment with shit that make me go fast because I'm already, I wake up going fast. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I need suppressing something to calm me down. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like something that keep me even killed. If I do something, some kind of speed or go fast, bro, I'm going to be bouncing off the walls and I'm going to wake up in jail. That's just what I think. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So that's why I can't fuck with it personally. I, you know, I don't point no fingers for anybody that might fuck with it, you know, to each his own. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's a lot of people that do a lot of shit that we don't have a clue about. People that oh, we yeah. idolize into most shit. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, people don't know or they don't pass judgment on them because of the figure that they are. But if they were to find out, like, you know, that dude does coke regularly, they'd be shocked. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm a realist and I ain't shocked that shit. You know what I mean? Anything mm-hmm. I find out about any individual, I'm like, oh, okay. Good for him. 
I guess. That works for him. <laughs> don't work for me. You know what I'm saying? That kind of shit. Mm. So, yeah, well, man, whatever fucking fuck your boat, whatever, however you get through the day or night, I don't give a fuck. Do you? I usually don't see a problem with, like, most drugs. Like, my personal opinion about drugs, because I've experimented with a lot of drugs in my time. And I don't, I don't think it's a problem unless you do it, like, every day. Like, if you if you out chilling, like, you having a special occasion, maybe you do a couple lines of coke, that's cool. But if you every day, like, buying it, something's wrong with you. You know what I'm saying? Or if it's, like, you having a party or something, you fucking, you'll never go out or something, and you just pop some ecstasy. I don't see that as a problem as long as you don't make it a problem. But I, but yeah. I would never fuck with that harder shit, like crack or heroin. Those two drugs, they're just not even drugs that... I think are acceptable at all. Like you don't see people like I've been to a lot of parties and it's like at parties and shit or like raves yeah. or something, doing some coke or doing some ecstasy. That ain't really that bad. You know, it's a fun drug that keeps yeah. you partying. But ain't nobody gonna be like, yo, you at a party like, yo, you trying to do some crack? Like <laughs> you know, it depends doesn't on what party like, you at. That's what I'm saying, man, though. It depends on what party never, you at. Man, if, 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 if I'm at a party, party and they depends on who you partying with, babe. Man, straight up. Party. If I'm at a party and somebody offers me crack without thinking there's anything wrong with that, that's not the party I need to be at. Like straight up. Like if they, because yeah. people don't just do that. That I, I just can't even imagine somebody being like it's okay just to offer it to somebody. Are you being okay, way well, too cool about this crack? I'm going to say this. Crystal meth. Crystal is the new crack. And you See, got... I would, never, I would never do that shit either. That shit is... That's another you thing. Like, you, say you, would, you say you would never, and I, and, and I believe you, but there's people in our age demographic, people that we know, that do crystal, bro, and they do it regularly, and it went from a recreational thing to a daily thing. You know what I'm saying? And you get to see all of these motherfuckers with polka dots on their face and shit like, damn, what's wrong with their skin all of a sudden? It's that crystal meth. You know what I'm saying? And it, yeah. it's, it's starting with the young people, dude. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know what it's like to be high off of that shit. You know what I mean? I don't know what's entertaining about it and you know what it makes you do, but I do realize that uh, the numbers of the users of crystal meth is just going, it's going ham. Like, oh, man. You know, more and people this... got it on deck. You getting approached by people out in the street, like I got the Chris. Like, what? Are you serious? Like, I get offended if a motherfucker just randomly asked me to buy some shit on the street. Like, I got the yeah. Chris. I got these Annie. Like, what, nigga? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I get, I get offended, but I just know that that's the street. And he's just trying to make a dollar. He don't give a fuck who it is. But that lets you know the mode of you know society and where it's going. You got young mm. crystal meth users. That's the new drug that's going ham outside of the pills and all of that. The Xanax, yeah. the Molly, you know what I mean? And, you know, hip-hop culture got a lot to do with it, too. Let's mm. just keep it clean. And I'm a part of hip-hop culture, you know what I'm saying? Um, and some some things that are big within hip-hop sometimes influence me, you know what I mean? Um, but the mode of hip-hop, you know, all of the big artists, they're all pushing some kind of drug or some kind of drug lifestyle. What you think about that shit? You know, I, I'm kind of, I don't know. I don't like the way the artists push it. 
I'm not biased against people that do drugs. And I feel like me personally, I think that if you're old enough and you can handle it and you want to experiment with something, then why not? As long as it's not like meth or crack or heroin, I don't see like a big issue, but I don't like, I don't think that the way rappers are making it sound like just cool, like you can just do it all the time, you know? Because that's what I feel like they're doing in the industry. They're making it sound like go out every night and do this and do that. And especially with the Zannies, man. The Zannies ain't no joke. I mean, I know you've seen the videos online. Niggas be all slumped. It's like, that shit ain't cool. Like, I, I just don't, like, for me, if I want to do a drug and I'm out in public with people or I'm, or I'm at a party, I want something that's going to make me, like, want to chill and shit, not something that has me slumped over in the corner. Like, that shit don't look fun. And I don't understand why niggas be doing it, because I always see videos, YouTube, Facebook, Worldstar. You got somebody that took a bunch of Xannies, and they just slumped over like they dead and shit. Like, that shit ain't cool, man. Um, I don't know. Like, I'm not a part of that, that Xanax world. Uh, I think they, there are gateways that lead you to, to other things. Uh, they try to call weed a gateway drug, and in certain, certain senses it, it is, you know, for different individuals. You know, you start out with one thing, and then it kind of opens you up to something else. Like, well, shit, if I'm fucking with this, then I'll try this. You know what I mean? Um, and I think that with syrup, syrup opened people up to other shit. It's like, because wait a minute, I, I really am doing a prescription drug. I like how it tastes. I like how it makes me feel. But I'm doing a prescription drug now. Okay, well, let me see what this pill shit does. The reason why I understand the breakdown of the graduation from sipping lean to popping pills is because I watched it happen in my hood. I watched young mm. niggas do it. You know what I'm saying? Mm. When lean got popular in my hood, you know what I'm saying? And lean been popular for a long time now. You know what I'm saying? Credited to the South, of course. You know what I mean? Yeah. Back back uh, with that uh, 3-6 Mafia, I believe. That sipping on some scissors. They had they had yeah, yep. I think that was in the 90s or the early 2000s. I'm not yeah, sure yeah, exactly yeah. when. But um, mm-hmm. that was about it or whatever. And they had syrup and baby bottles. And I remember looking at that shit and like, them niggas were stupid. Mm-hmm. But it got out here way later, you know what I'm saying? And I took to it. And then I saw, you know what I'm saying, the other niggas in my hood taking to it. You know what I mean? And then when Lean got thin... Uh, syrup, you know, was hard to come by when it dried up and it wasn't nothing to get. Niggas graduated to the Zen because mm-hmm. of lack of syrup. Okay? You know what I'm saying? Niggas start putting the fucking Zanny bars in soda, just like you do syrup. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, and yeah, when I, I see a nigga with a double cup, when I see a nigga with a double cup, I'm thinking he's sipping lean. I'm like, what you sipping on? Like, let me hit that. A nigga hand me his double cup. I taste it. It tastes hella weird. Like, hey, that ain't mm-hmm. no syrup. What's that? Oh, I got yeah. bars in there. Like, you got what? Like, well, it's, it's like three bars in there. Like, ugh, nigga, you putting bars, <laughs> you putting Xanax bars in soda. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they, you see where they done graduated from one and went to another. You know what I mean? Because of the other. So I, I think that's got something to do with it. And then again, hip hop culture. The boy, uh, Lil Uzi Burt. What's mm-hmm. the song? You know what song I'm talking about? The name of that song? I, What's the name of that song? I, I, don't, I don't know any of his songs, to be honest. I just heard his what he name. Got, I know his name. But he got a song where he be like, going on the Miley, she on that powder. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And it's like, nowadays, something, something. Like, it's 
it's a catchy song, of course, and he's he's got the pulse of the youth. You know what I'm saying? And the young girls, guys do what girls like, all top. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Um, and if a guy says something, a popular guy, you know what I'm saying, a rock star type of guy, he says something, and a young girl is looking like, well, that's the type of guy I want. He's on. I think, you know, I should try some powder because I'm trying to have fun. Or he said, yeah. you know, she on the Zanny, so I need to do Zanny to, to be popular. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not blaming it on Louis Uzi Burt, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm not. It was going on before him. But when you yeah. put it, you know, on the mainstream like that and you put it on the airwaves, it creates more people that's willing to go do the shit. You know what I'm saying? You've got to be, you know what I'm saying, conscious of that. You definitely have to be. And I find myself a lot of times gigging to that little Uzi Burr song. You know what I mean? When I hear the words, I'll be like, ooh. You know what I mean? And people be shaking their head and smiling like, yeah, I'm going on the Miley. She on that pod. You know what I mean? Like, damn. Oh, okay. You're on right now. Like, <laughs> you still on, you off. Like, yeah, but if you really want, if you really want to get into uh, gateway drugs, because you you talked about it earlier, I think the real gateway drug is alcohol. To be honest, like yeah, that starts everything. Because I'm yeah. telling you, when you when you've been drinking a lot, it's a lot easier for niggas to say, to say fuck it. Like real drunk, give me whatever. Let me hit that shit. Like you ain't yeah. ever did. I don't care. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. When you drink a lot, you you can uh, lower your inhibitions. And some niggas they black out and they don't know what they're doing. And they wake up like, what happened? You know, I've seen it. Yeah, I, I never believed that though. Do you believe that blackout shit? Like I don't know what I was doing because I'd have been faded off my ass and always have some kind of recollection of what I was doing. I you know have. What I'm I have blacked out a few times in my younger days where I'm not going to say like I blacked out. The only time I actually blacked out ever where I don't remember shit is when I did Zannies. That's why I never fuck with those ever. It's the only time I ever completely blacked out on alcohol though. I've blacked out. Like I don't remember parts of the night and some of it is a little bit shady. Like I remember I was here and then all of a sudden we over here, but I don't know what happened in the middle of that. So but I've never like blacked out completely throughout the whole night on uh, alcohol. So that's why. I mean, with me, with me, it, it's not it's not a bl- a blackout with me. It's a perception thing. Like whatever mm. I was doing, I know what I was doing. But what I perceive and what you perceive me to be doing is different. Like oh, I, okay. I was chilling, I was cool, I was dancing. Like no, nigga, what you actually was doing was. Jumping on the tables and all on the stage <laughs> during somebody's performance. Like, yeah. no, nah, I, I didn't do that. Like, no, yes, you did. So, you know what I mean? It's not a blackout like I don't remember. It's just uh, I don't realize how turned up to y'all it looked. Because to me, it yeah. felt normal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I've been reminded of things that I couldn't really recollect. Like, I did that? Like, yeah, like, mm-hmm. okay, I kind of remember. Oh, okay. Yeah. But as far as blacking completely out, not knowing what the fuck I did last night. Like, oh, I tried to fuck some girl and she fucking told me no, and then I tried again. Like, no, that'll never happen to me. Like, because I'm always <laughs> conscious. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like, no, I'm always conscious. I don't care how drunk I am. I'll get mm-hmm. mad at somebody, you know what I'm saying, before I fucking lose all consciousness and try some shit. You know what I'm saying? I'll get mad. Like, oh, I'm drunk and fuck you. 
you know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, whatever. I'm not going to press the envelope because I'm faded. I think people use that as an excuse to do things. And then the next day, be like, no, I didn't do that. I don't remember. Like, you remember. Like, oh, you took advantage of me. I was drunk. Like, okay, before you got drunk, you invited me over to your house. Okay? And you knew I was cracking beforehand. So don't be like, oh, you took advantage of me. I was drunk. And you invited me over before you got drunk. Then we started drinking. And then we had sex. And then, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't never yeah. buy that. I don't never buy it. I wish people would stop using that as an excuse. For real, for real. Let's, uh, let's, go, let's go into uh, the freaking Cleveland Cavaliers and the oh, man. <laughs> man, we could talk about this the whole show right here. This is, this is a complicated okay. subject right here. Um, if anybody caught the last show, um, they'll know that I told you so. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm telling you now, I told you so. Yeah, because I said Did the I Warriors are going to win in seven. I said they and, I said, and I said, I would like for the Warriors to win, but mm-hmm. I don't know at this point. We did our first podcast, I think it was after game four. It was 3-1, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was looking up for Golden State. Um, or was it after game five? I think it was after they, lo- after they lost game five. I think Cleveland had won game five. Once Cleveland won game five, I was like, I don't know about game six and seven because of the momentum that LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers had. Um, yeah, it was, you know, uh, game six was a pivotal game for, for Golden State, um, and they really needed to win game, game six to go ahead and close it out. But because it was in Cleveland, I just didn't see it happening. I didn't see LeBron laying down and losing a, another game six on his home floor to lose his second title. So I was telling you then, like, uh, I don't know, bro. I don't really see LeBron losing game six. He, you was like, uh, he's going to lose. I'm telling you now. Yeah. And if it, if it goes seven, if it goes seven, he's definitely going to lose in Oakland. And I'm like, I wouldn't put my money against LeBron James in a game seven. You mm-hmm. saw it some other kind of way. But I kept yeah. trying to tell you, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? When you got a runaway freight train with momentum built up, do you stand in front and expect to stop it? You can't. Uh, no, you can't. And that, that that's what I that's what I even said on the last show though. I said, Ain't nobody gonna be able to stop him. Cause just real talk, who's gonna stand in front of him and try to take a charge? And you can't guard him. It's not like you're gonna be able to guard him. So Okay, well let's 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 put things into perspective though, because I'm not I'm not gonna say that you can't guard LeBron James. There's a number of people in the league that do a great job on LeBron James. Um, what he is more than anything is a physical specimen. Um, well, but that's the thing. The that's, people people can guard him, but you ain't gonna stop him from putting up 30 points a game. Like that that's the only thing he he puts up numbers every game, and I I I don't like LeBron James, but. Just looking at statistics. I'm glad that we yeah, I, that. that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't like him, but him and his numbers, they don't lie. Like, you can maybe guard him good and maybe frustrate him, but he's still going to put up 30 points. That's just how it's going to be. You just 30 points. I'm going to say like this, man. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not really a big numbers guy. I'm a, I'm a winner guy. And I, yeah. I look at what it takes to win down the stretch. And, you know, that's normally when, you know, he goes Casper and he fucking disappears. 
despite how many fucking boards he got, how many assists he got, or how many points he put up. In the closing minutes of the game, he is not Jordan-esque. He is not uh, the Black Mamba. He's not Magic Johnson. He's not any of those guys. So this is why I resent him the most, because the guys mm-hmm. that they compare him to, he does not perform like them. I don't care mm-hmm. what you want to say. Even in, in, in Cleveland winning, came out, let's be real. Who, who was the winning shot? Was it LeBron James? was not. Kyrie made it. Okay. Um, happy for Kyrie Irving, still hating on LeBron. That's my motherfucker. Yeah. That's just how I feel. You know what I'm saying? Um, again, you know, Kyrie is the guy that, that gave Cleveland hope when LeBron left. You know what I'm saying? Uh, when, mm-hmm. when Cleveland didn't have nobody, when LeBron fucking abandoned them, you know what I'm saying? They picked up Kyrie Irving. He, he yeah. signed an extended contract to stay with them for a long period of time, whether or not LeBron James came or not. So he should be the guy that's getting all the recognition. He should be the guy that got MVP. If he don't make that fucking shot, they very well could have lost the fucking title. And, and you give the ceremony... And you tell them, uh, you know, unanimously, we picked LeBron James to be the MVP. Unanimously, it was, it was without a shadow of a doubt. That's not what I saw. Because when LeBron mm-hmm. scored 41, I saw Kyrie score 41. In game That's six, true. when they needed somebody to close out, it was Kyrie. In game seven, it was Kyrie. I see LeBron James being uh, a fucking high-profile Robin to Kyrie's Batman. Same mm-hmm. thing in Miami. He's not a number one guy. I don't give a fuck how you call it. He's not a number one guy. He's a number two. Maybe the best number two of all time, disguised as a number one. But if it comes down to the last five minutes of the fucking fourth quarter and the team is locked in, tied up, LeBron can't get it fucking done. It's always got to be some other guy. That's why Kyrie had to lock in and say, fuck the play that was called or whatever else. He went into Kobe mode. Okay, mm-hmm. LeBron is supposed to go into Kobe mode. Kobe's who they comparing to. So why don't you be Kobe? Why don't you be Mike? You can't be. You need a guy on the team that can be. So you're not the number one option. I don't give a fuck what the stats say or what the numbers show. The numbers don't show you going 0 for 6 in the last four, uh, four or five minutes of the fourth quarter of game seven. He missed all his shots, all of them. Kyrie hit it and brought it home. So I don't want to hear no shit about LeBron James. And if anybody feel any kind of way about what I'm saying, they want to rebuttal me, you can call in. I'm about to drop this number on Facebook right now. Y'all want to call in and talk that talk? I'm ready to talk all night. I got a cold Mickey in me, and I'm about to pour up some uh, Amsterdam peace. Straight up. Yeah, what it. you want to do? Yeah. I got the term in me. See, <laughs> I, 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 I agree, man. LeBron... He, I think he's overrated, and the reason I don't like him is because, like, just some of the shit he says, like that one interview. I forgot like exactly what he said, but I know in the context, in one part he said, "Because I'm the greatest player in the world," and right there, like, come on, man, you can't just say that shit. Okay, let's. Um, uh, when you proclaim something. Um, you, you you know you have to own up to it. You gotta put it on yourself. You know what I'm saying to deliver. And one thing I can commend him for is he brought the city of Cleveland a title, man. And he fucking predicted it. That's what he promised, and he made good on that shit. So 
in that sense, I can't hate. Um, when you do things that have not been done before, like, you know, I can't tell him he's not the best in the world or the greatest ever. Because I, can I can't do the that. shit that he does. How? I can tell him How can you not. tell him? Maybe Kobe can tell him. Maybe Mike can tell him. But you, but you can't, can't tell him shit. You, you, can, you can't call <laughs> yourself the best, though. That that's what that's what history books need to call you, because you know when you think of Michael Jordan, whether you think he's the best or don't think he's the best, it's been so many years where people could, people always say that he is the best, like no matter what, it's always a debatable. You know why he's the best, and you know why he's the best ever, because whenever you talk about who's the best, people compare them to Michael Jordan. That's what it is. That's how you know. It's not like you'd be like, well, the best in the world. Like you'd be like, uh, well, blah 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 is the best in the world because he's better than Le- better than LeBron James. No, they always say he's the no. best in the world because he's better than Jordan. That's what you always hear. You always hear it. If you getting compared to somebody, proclaiming that you're the best, then you're not the best. That's just how it is. They always compare to Jordan, no matter who it is. They, they, to, they me, to me, to me, you're sitting even. To me, there shouldn't even be any comparison, like, whatsoever. Like, you can clearly see that he doesn't do or doesn't have what Jordan had or didn't or doesn't doesn't do what Jordan used to do. Like, and even that, in, the, uh, in, ga- exactly. in Game 7. In Game 7, like, you would see Jordan doing some amazing shit, some shit that you knew he was going to do. You just couldn't stop it. In Game 7 of this Finals, LeBron James was getting to the rack. He was flubbing and fumbling and bumbling all around and shit, missing easy layups and shit. That did, Jordan has never looked like that in no game seven of a deciding game. You know what I'm saying? And that, and that's why we know Jordan's the best because you are still comparing him to Jordan. We're not comparing him to fucking uh, – we're not comparing LeBron James to like Larry Bird right now because we know Jordan's the best. That's, that's what I'm trying to get. That's what I'm trying to get right there. To be the best, you need to be the person people are comparing you to. Like, that's just how it is. You can't yeah, be compared man. to somebody. You can't be compared he to somebody look, else. He, he's in a class all his own, though. Like, we can't take away nothing from him that he's actually done. I just look at his championships that he won. Um, no, no, I'm not going to hate I, He's made accomplishments. He's great. He's obviously great because if he wasn't great, we wouldn't be talking about him. Well, they That's talked about him before he was great, though. And he just became what they were saying, which I didn't like because they were calling him great and the king before he was ever the king of anything. He wasn't the king mm-hmm. of shit. <laughs> and he was, he yeah. was uh, dubbed the king. So this is mm-hmm. where, you know, uh, the source, my source of hate comes from. As soon as he came to the league, and mind you, it was still Kobe's league. And he was like unadulterated, yeah. the greatest player on the planet. And as soon as fucking LeBron came in, it was like King James. Like King? How you gonna call him King? And he hadn't did shit, but he started to live up to it slowly but surely. Um, yeah. And they still put more on him. And they helped him win the fucking finals. Getting Draymond Green out of there, it helped him win it. Uh, uh, kicking Steph out of that game where he fouled out and got that technical, LeBron was pointing. And looking at the ref, like, you ain't going to kick him out. Like, like, okay, LeBron, he's being kicked out. Like, we're appeasing you. Like, it's his league. You can see that they're fighting for him, you know what I'm saying, to win it. You know, that's what I don't respect. But he has been to the finals, you know what I'm saying, six straight times. 
And he won how many of them? I think he won two of them, two out of six. And I think he's two for seven overall, three for seven overall. Yes, which three for seven lost his number. He's getting closer to 50%. But it don't. But it don't matter. It don't matter how many times you've been there. It only matters how many times you won. That's what it comes down to. Coming up second doesn't make you the best. Coming up second doesn't make you the best. Like a lot of people have been to the finals. You're right. Just because he didn't been to X amount straight finals, he didn't win them. You can't just. You can't be like I almost made it, so I'm the best. Like that's the thing. Right. That's why I don't like. They right. always be like, "Well, he'd have been to seven straight finals or six straight finals, but how many did he win?" Like, if I say I don't fucking what? came up second a hundred times in the past, however many times, you're you're still gonna be like, "But did you win?" Nobody cares right. about second place, and that's real talk. You can't be the best well, in second place. Well, he's on top of the mountain right now. Let's let, let let's not be you know what I'm saying all the way haters. And, and give praises where it's due. They did something uh, that has never been done before. They came back from a 3-1 deficit and closed out in the finals, and that has never been done. And it took a yeah. whole lot of driving determination. It took LeBron James to do what he did. But, again, mm. he got he got him there to the end, but he didn't take him through the finish line. Kyrie did. Yeah. And when I look back hey, hold on for on one second. I'm going to be right back. What? You keep that You keep that. You're going to be, right, be right, back. right back. Yeah, it's gonna take me five well, seconds. You gotta go take a shit. Nah, huh? I just gotta go to the. I gotta go to my refrigerator and come back. <laughs> well, you can't do that while you're on the phone. Go to the fucking refrigerator. It's nothing. Man, I'm not on the phone right now. What you on? Finish your thought. Finish your thought. I'm gonna be right back. You done fucked up my whole shit. You know what I'm saying? Now after these messages and shit, we are gonna take y'all to break. Look, I ain't got no buttons to take y'all to no break. I you can't play a song for him. He really left. Okay, it's just me in the world. Uh, it's the showbiz show. No black See, look at that. Uh, Didn't even know I was gone. <laughs> <laughs> See, <laughs> I I was about to start running the showbiz show. What <laughs> more black me? You know, can't subscribe to my show. My phone. You know what I mean? That- I had to. I had to go to the refrigerator. But, but. Let me just get on to, like, the last topic. So, now that the Warriors didn't win the championship, what do you think about that record? It doesn't mean shit now. Uh, I mean, there, it, it, does, it does because the league is going to keep, keep speaking about it. You're going to hear about the 73-9 and nine last, uh, last year, next season. You know what I'm saying? You're going to hear about it until that record is broke. They actually broke the 72-10 and 10 Bulls record. But, you know, it'll be with a, you know, with a side note. Like, yeah, they won 73-9, and nine, but they didn't win it. And they didn't. They won seven games. They could have won it, but could have, should have, would have. Coach only count horseshoes. This ain't horseshoes. This is the National Basketball Association. So, you know, uh, that'll be the damper on their 73-9 and nine, is that they didn't win it. They'll go down in history like the – like the, the Patriots did and like the Dolphins did on their perfect seasons without winning the, the whole thing. And Jordan and them was focused on that when they broke the record. When they broke the record at 72 and 10, their whole slogan at the end of the season was 72 and 10 don't mean a thing without the ring. I remember that shit. I remember the, the, mm-hmm. the, the T-shirt. So they were focused on winning the ring. 
And I'm not saying that Golden State wasn't focused on winning the ring. They just had a whole lot of elements, you know what I'm saying, that kept them from doing so. Um, Steph Curry's injury. Um, he, he was out the first series and the second series. I think he came in like, uh, like the second half of the second series. That kind of yeah. fucked his rhythm up, if you ask me, as far as playing the duration of the playoffs. People don't want to mm-hmm. bring that up, but they bring up how how Golden State won and dominated uh, uh, Cleveland last year because of Kyrie's injury. So if yeah. Golden State only won because Kyrie was injured, then why can't we say that Cleveland won and there was something wrong with Steph? You know That's what I'm true. Saying? Or if it wasn't if it wasn't something wrong with Steph, the officiating was so fucking horrible, and I saw it. That's one thing that I'm starting to get, like, disgruntled with about professional sports is I'm starting, the smarter I get, the older I get, I'm starting to see the bullshit in the game and be like, yo, what is that? Like, I ain't been cool with football ever since that fucking, uh, that bonehead play in Seattle where they threw the, threw the pick away and threw the fucking title away to the Patriots and they intercepted yeah. it and that was game. Marshawn Lynch retired after that. After one, one season after that, he retired and said, fuck the league, I'm out of here. I won one mm-hmm. and I don't need no more. This yeah. is why uh, Steph Curry's wife, Aisha Curry, she had to catch herself, but she was being honest when she tweeted out to the world, this is some bullshit. Like, it yeah, must I screen, be some I kind screen, of something. Yeah, man, because what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? You can't, if you see something, you can't ignore it. Like, I just saw that, and that's bullshit. Like, why would they do him like that? And mm-hmm. he's a fucking reigning two-time MVP. If anybody should have yeah. got any privilege in the game, it should have been Steph Curry. Not fucking LeBron James because you went six times and lost. You know what I'm saying? Like, you should give the call to who they fucking go to. When uh, it was a play in game six, man, where uh, Steph Curry ripped Kyrie, stripped him, stole it clean. Kyrie fell down and looked up at the ref. And they called a foul on Steph. That shit was, like, blatant. Like, that is wrong. You guys are cheating. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that same game. He got two more fouls after that and fouled out. That's the first time you ever seen Steph Curry curse or anything like that. And he was Hell really yeah. mad at that ref. He was yeah, really mad at him. that ref. Even as he as he was being escorted out, he kept turning around like, fuck that dude, man. Because he worked mm-hmm. it. He did. And he probably got, got some extra rats in his pocket to do so. That's not far-fetched because that has been documented to happen in the league before. Refs have been paid off. There have been scandals before. You know what I'm saying? Um, so that's not far-fetched. Uh, LeBron cheated to get that shit done. You had to do whatever you had to do to win. And fucking, you did it. Congratulations, you fucking asshole. That's, <laughs> that's how I feel. But, I mean, you know, I still logged on. You know, I still logged on and looked at the parade. And, you know, I got a little goosebumps for Kyrie and the boys. And Cleveland got their first title in, like, however many years. That's it. It was awesome. Cleveland ain't won shit ever. Like they won yeah. back in the sixties, Tim Brown. The Cleveland mm-hmm. Indians ain't won shit. So you know what I'm saying? Like he put that he put that city in a, in a, a, a state of utopia, man. You know they on top right now, and they're proud of him. And I'm happy for that city. But LeBron James could eat a dick. I don't give a fuck about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's real talk though, because I'm saying. I'm happy for them. You know, they did what they had to do. They came back. I mean, they did the impossible pretty much, and I can't hate on it. 
But I still don't like LeBron. I'm not a fan now because he won a championship. He won. I'm going to give him respect because me not respecting what he did and them actually taking it, that just makes me seem like a hater. And I'm not just a hater. I just don't like LeBron. That's just what it is. He cries. He fucking face files. It's just a whole bunch of shit. But I ain't going to be a straight hater. All of this shit, we never saw any of the great things that they compare him to. We never saw them do that. Like, you know what I'm saying? We didn't see Magic act like that. We didn't see Jordan do none of that shit or lobby to get somebody kicked out of a game. We never saw Kobe do that. So to see LeBron do it, it's like, what the fuck is that? That's not no great shit. The greats yeah. win regardless. No matter what yeah. the odds are, no matter who's in front of them, I'm not trying to get anybody suspended so I can win, you little bitch. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's how I look at that. You know what I mean? But you know, before there's any of that, you know what I'm saying, he was tearing through the league, you know what I mean, he got his boys up to par and up to championship standard to be in position to win. So you have to commend him for what he's able to do. It's just that the way he wins is so bitch-fied, like, ugh, <laughs> dude. Like, if I, if I look back at the Miami victories, like, you know what I'm saying, it was D-Wade bringing it home. It was D-Wade, That's true. bro, you always need you always need that Jordan to your pivot. Like, you're number two, bro. You're not number one. So quit acting like you're number one when there's a number one guy waiting in the wings to fucking win the game for you. And you have to go run to some other guy and hug him and say thank you. All of the guys used to run to Jordan and say thank you. All the guys used to run up to Kobe and say thank you. Why are you going to hug fucking uh, Jesus Shuttlesworth to thank him for a title. Why are you going to grab Kyrie by the jersey and saying, that's right, boy, thank you? Because, nigga, you number two. And just admit it, and I'll be fine with LeBron James. But he's the type of dude, he'll never admit that. So, it's always fuck LeBron James on my behalf. You know what I mean? Whatever. You're the best number two guy ever. Whatever. Put him in a fucking, put him in a shrine, you know, by himself. You know what I'm saying? Don't put him next to Jordan and Kobe now. Because he doesn't deserve to be next to those dogs. Straight up. Now, moving on. We off of LeBron. We've been talking about LeBron for however long. <laughs> he been getting um, too much shine. <laughs> yeah, he getting too much shine, man. I feel like a, a real live dick rider because we've been talking about LeBron James for a long time. Uh, moving on, man. I, I just went camping in, um, at Mission Bay in San Diego. By how, was, how was that? How was that? Me and, my, uh, me and my girl, we about to go to San Diego in two weeks two weeks from now. So how was it for you? Dope as fuck. It was dope as fuck. I went on a um, a men's retreat, actually a spiritual men's retreat with my family and friends at a church that I grew up in. And uh, it was on Father's Day weekend. Uh, We went Friday and we left uh, Sunday afternoon on Father's Day. Um, But the whole mode, the scenery, just the vibe, it was dope, bro. Like, uh, I've never been to Miami Beach, but that's what it felt like to me. You know what Damn. I'm saying? You got all of these amenities. You know, it's an arcade and ping pongs for, for, for the kids. You got uh, jet skis and wave runners, sea dudes, rentals. Uh, you know, you got uh, speed boats and shit like that out on the water. Um, you got uh, RVs and campers and tents up. Um, they pop fireworks every night. This was at Mission Bay, um, or it's called Camp Land on the Bay in San Diego. Okay. 
Um, before then, I had never been to uh, San Diego. I think I went once to open for Nip at uh, the House of Blues, but that didn't count because mm-hmm. I, I went to the House of Blues, we did the show, and then we left. So mm-hmm. I, that, that didn't really count as me being in San Diego. That trip I took with, with, with my two boys, um, that made me feel like, hey, San Diego is really nice. And I wonder what San Diego is nice it. as fuck. Man, San Diego is nice as fuck. I've been trying to move there for a couple years. Yeah. Expensive. Hell yeah, that's the only reason I'm uh, not moving there. It's too expensive. Man. <laughs> yeah, you know what though? Um, it just depends on you know what I'm saying. Uh, you know the value of your dollar and what you want your dollar to get you. You know what I mean? Because you know when we live in a cheaper place or in a community that's cheaper, we use that money that we save and spend it on other things. Whereas if we spent more money on living, you know what I'm saying, it cut back on other things, you know what I'm saying? It just depends, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's the quality of life and what you, you know, what's, what's more tighter to you. Yeah. yeah that was a stinking-ass burp. That sounded like bell peppers and shit. <laughs> I had those yeah, wings. What you drinking, a brewski? I was having those wings, man, that Winko. Oh, the Winko wings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, Dago was... Dago was fire, bro. Uh, I, I, I like that shit a lot. Uh, and I experienced uh, a few different things on my trip. Let me tell you, though. I ain't got no phone right now. I lost my second iPhone 6S because my crazy-ass son jumped in the pool when I wasn't looking, man. Just jumped in the pool. My son is two years old, bro. And... um I took the kids. I, we had like about 10 little kids with us camping in San Diego. And on the campgrounds, they got the beach and they got a pool. So okay. instead of going into dirty, murky water, I took the kids, all of the kids to the pool. Now I got my baby boy with me, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like fucking chaperoning the other kids and shit. So I'm fucking, you know, giving them the rundown the whole way to the pool. Like, look, you know, I ain't losing nobody on my watch. You know what I'm saying? Y'all be responsible. If you can't swim, don't go further out in the water. You know, hold on to the real stay in the shallow part. Is everybody clear? They're like, yeah, we clear. Everybody, everybody, everybody's on all people. Nobody did that. After saying that, my son ends up being the one in danger. And I'm going to tell you why. Damn. Damn. Uh, it was like that? Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah, like man. that? Yeah, and I'm going to tell you why, bro. Fucking, I had got in the water. I did shit ass backwards. My son is overzealous and hella happy to do shit. He's, he, I ain't gonna say your average two year, two, two year old, um, but he, you know, he's just hella spunky. You know, he wants to get into everything. Um, so I got in the water with him first, and then I got out the water and I dried him off a little bit because I wanted to like sit him still while I did some other things. I put him in a little beach, little lawn chair that along the side of the pool. You know what I'm saying? And I told him to sit down. I'm like, don't move. I got my phone because I wanted to Snapchat the kids in the water. Uh. I took my eye off of my son. <laughs> I took my <laughs> eye off my son for two seconds. Bro. Two seconds. So I'm like, hey, kids, you know, look at the camera and all this shit. And I'm like, on the, uh, on the banks of the water fucking videotaping the kids. And I saw something run past me. I don't know what it was, but I saw something run past me. And like cannonball in the pool. <laughs> it was my fucking yeah. two year old son. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And you have to have like a moment to process things like, okay, what just happened? What was that? 
oh shit, that was my son. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So then I, uh, he jumped in the water around all of the little kids that I brought with me to take to the pool. But they mm-hmm. didn't react in time. They were little kids. Yeah, I was, yeah, yeah. I was expecting one of them, or even his brother, because he was there too, his old, my son's older brother, to grab him. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, oh, you jumped in the pool. Nobody did shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so as I'm like assessing what just happened, like, oh shit, that's my kid. That's yeah, that's your son. He just jumped in the water. Like nobody's doing shit. Like, oh shit, I'm his father. Like I gotta jump in. I jumped in with my phone in my hand, bro. You know what I'm saying? Fucking, I jumped in, grabbed my son in the water with the same hand that I had my phone in. So that ruined the phone, totally. But, you mm-hmm. know, in a moment where it's either your son or your phone, of course you pick your son. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. You, know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was a, so it was a no-brainer. It was a no-brainer. You know what I'm saying? Get, you know, jump in the water with the fucking phone in your hand and get your son. But as I was picking my son up to see if he had swallowed any water or anything like that, I saw that he was good. He was smiling. With the, mm-hmm. In the same breath, I looked over at a blank screen on my phone and was like, fuck. Damn. Fuck. Like, why did you do that? But what I'm getting into is understanding now. Okay, remember the kid that jumped into the gorilla pit? Um, <laughs> I was just thinking about that okay. just because you said you, you paused for like one second. Bro, I cannot talk. I can't at this point I can't talk about any parent that lose track of their child for any, you know, split second because I have one of those children that's always into shit. And Mm -hmm. I know this, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, you know, I've been working with him and I've been popping him and trying to get him, you know what I'm saying, to, you know, Mm -hmm. settle down a little bit or to listen to my words as his father. Like, okay, stick it. Don't move. You know, you can say please, whatever. All that shit don't mean shit to a, a rambunctious little two-year-old. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Or any child for that matter. Um, and in today's day and age, the, the technology age that we're in, you know, we like to do things that takes our attention off of our children for that split second. Um, and I feel bad about it. You know what I'm saying? Um, was it negligent? Have? No, um, but for that split second it was, and it was because I was trying to do some stupid shit on fucking social media, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Let's just keep it clean. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Um, uh, you in a situation where you're around water with a baby and there's no fucking fence or nothing like that, you don't need to be doing nothing else but holding that baby's hand and fucking watching their every move. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, again, like I wasn't, you know, I he wasn't right on the fucking edge of the fucking pool. He was like a little further back by the by, by the chair. But that mm-hmm. split second was all he needed to run and dive in. And I gave him that split second by picking up my phone and trying to engage in social media. Um, okay. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, anybody that said anything about the parents uh, of, of the kid that jumped into the gorilla pit, like, put the shoe on your foot. You know, how many times have you, you know what I'm saying, uh, you know, lost track of your kid or you were actually watching your kid and they did shit right in front of you that you couldn't stop them from doing even though you were right there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. My son, will, he'll be in the kitchen running around and then, you know, as you're watching him and talking, he'll like turn on the eye on the oven, on the stove. 
And it's like, oh shit, he did that right in it's front that, of me. It was that quick. It's that fast. You know what I'm saying? So uh my apologies if I said anything uh in reference to the parents of the child that fell in the gorilla pit. You know what I mean? Um I have a overzealous child and you, you just kinda gotta put the shoe on your foot, man. Sometimes we drop the ball as parents when we are distracted for whatever reason. And we need to put these phones down sometime, you know what I mean? To start back living life, man, because this technology age, it distracts us. We don't know telephone numbers anymore. We don't interact with one another as human beings. We sit next to each other, and we get on our phones separately. You know what I mean? Hey, like speak, this shit, speaking on phones, yeah. we actually got somebody that called in right now. See if they want to chime in on our Pick it up. conversation. Yeah. Who this is? It's Westwood. Hey, this is my homeboy. What it do, Showbeer? What's up, Westwood? What it do, my yeah, nigga? Yeah, man. Oh, man, I can't call it. I heard you, uh, you know, giving some verbal knowledge, so I had to get in here. You had to get in here? What you want to weigh in on, man? Man, I weigh in on anything. Okay, well, <laughs> right now, we were talking about technology, right? And I know, uh, yeah. I know, I know a little something about you, you know what I'm saying, and who you are. Not to just let the uh, the outside world know, you know what I'm saying? But um, I know technology changed a lot from the last time you was really plugged into the world till now. You know what I'm saying? So how oh, do you yeah. feel about how do you feel about the way technology has gone and what it's doing to us as a people? I mean, coming in as you know um, in the mid 20s, but also been gone for some while. Yeah. Technology, like really, it has is it's a double-edged sword. You know, it has its benefits as far as connecting people that, you know, around the world. And right. you want to do promotion and all that, meet people and get out there. Whatever you, whatever you're doing, music, promotion parties, whatever the case you may be doing, it's a benefit. But that, at the same time, true. like you were saying, we get in a closed area where it's like intimate and we don't even talk to each other. You know, everybody on their phones, on Facebook and all that. When you try to say something to somebody, they still in their phones. Right. You know? And so even though the way it connects us as far as distance, it also disconnects us as far as on a social connection tip. So how do you propose that we balance these, the two? Like, what do we need to do in order to, to balance it out? You know what I'm saying? We need to use it for what it's used for as far as connecting to people uh, who are farther out that you wouldn't otherwise be able to connect with. That's what it was made for. But what do we do about the disconnection part of it, about people, you know what I'm saying, not being, uh, you know what I'm saying, not being there on death I mean... I see people, we can have events or wherever the case, we can go out, go to parties and all that. And we have like a, to keep your phone up rule. You know what I'm saying? Right. Put your phone up. We come over here and, and it's whoever's in here is in here. You know? And, and we start to communicate, especially as men, though. It's, it's really our job to really open it up. You know, you got a lot of dudes that, even though because of technology, they like, you know, they kind of like get off on the wall because it kind of you know, messed up that. That verbalism, you know, dudes don't even know how to holler at females no more. They dancing with each other, all that. So, you know, if we can <laughs> cut that out. So we can cut that out. You know, we can get in these clubs and we can get out and meeting people and we can keep that phone off. You know what I'm saying? We can get that communication back where it needs to be. Because ladies want to be hollered at. 
They we outnumbered. Hey, and that's true though. It's, it's true though because I've been to, I've been to clubs and shit, and you do see it where you see a bunch of niggas in a group. They just dancing with each other, looking around. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm yeah, saying? with their chains on, looking silly. Yeah, yeah, it's like, <laughs> and I, you know I just, what? I know just saw a video though. I just saw a video. Um, it's it's a YouTube blogger that I like looking at, and um, uh-huh. he said he said like every time niggas go to clubs now, all they think about is shitting on other niggas. Exactly. And I'm just like, that's that's true shit. Like you see niggas in the club, and they just go up in there, fucking. How you doing, for ladies? Doing. Y'all yeah, want to get on the radio? They, they yeah. just want to shit on other niggas. Look, we got a wingman on the phone right now. He's trying to get other girls on the line. On the right. <laughs> That's Take it with me. I'm going to tell you that right now. But uh, yeah. as far as the technology goes, and I, I'm guilty of all of that shit, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I, I used to be a certain way, you know what I'm saying? And now I've changed with technology. I, it used to yeah. piss me off when I go to try to per, approach a girl out in the or I might hear in the fucking uh, grocery or something like that. And, you know, at the top of the she's just on her phone. And it's like, oh, no, I'm cool. Are you? Well, damn. Yeah. She's like, look up at me, at least. Like, or even if she so at me on Snap. Exactly. Number now, you don't even ask for a girl's number. It's just add me. Like yeah, add me on Snap. Add me. Here's my Instagram. You know what I'm saying? Like that type of shit. So after after a period of time, Westwood. Boy, yeah, I hear you. If you online, I'm right here. Online, man. If you chopping it up with little tank things, and I'm I'm gonna go, man. (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing? I mean that's that's that goes with what we're talking about though, you know. Like even though I'm on the phone, I can multitask. You know, it's it, it's a job, and it's only for the ones that can multitask that can do it. You know, what I'm saying I'm gonna talk on the phone with y'all on the radio. I'm gonna holler at a female, get her Instagram, get her social media, her number, and take her down that same night. You know what I'm saying? So I'm gonna keep it real. Okay, you know, it ain't but, no other okay. way. See, I come up. See, I was young and I was going to the and I was going out with y'all. You know, showbiz, and yeah. that's when it was a pen and a pager and a piece of paper. And it was a competition. You know what I'm saying? Whoever get the most numbers, you know what I'm saying? It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? You might have been a bed or you the man that night. You know right. what I'm saying? Now it's like who got the biggest chance? Who can hate on each other the hardest? Like you know what I'm saying? It's like it's Mickey. But what you were saying about multitasking, how do you feel, say, for instance, if you invited a girl out, you said, I'm going to take you somewhere. We're going to go out to eat. And she said, uh-huh. yeah. But from the moment you pick her up to the time y'all sit down and eat, she's on her phone. Her, uh-huh. her, excuse, could be, her excuse could be just what the fuck you said. Like, I'm multitasking. I know how to listen to you and do what uh-huh. I'm doing on my phone. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. How are you going to talk about that? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's one of those things where it, it, it that might just be the reason. You know, she might want to multitask, you might want to multitask. But at the same time, it still got to be communication within that multitasking. You know, I can't just be right here and like, 
because a dude like me gonna slide up like, oh yeah, he on his phone, he don't know what he's doing. Let me go ahead and holler at her. How you doing? Whoa, whoa. She might be, she might want to be talked off that phone. The dude might not be doing right. his job. You know what I'm saying? I didn't talk right. to a few females up off their phone like, yeah, whoa, whoa. She started laughing, giggling because that generation they used to that. You know what I'm saying? And right. once you bring it out, they feel that classic. You know what I'm saying? And once they feel that, they're like, okay, it's a real nigga right here. You know. I'm with what you so, said about, you know, I'm with what you said about, you know, when you have certain events, you know what I'm saying, it, it should be a no phone rule. But at the mm-hmm. same time, at the same time, I'm guys always jumping my phone when there's supposed to be no phone. Like, I was on a men's retreat to San Diego, right? We was out on the jet strip. It's a, uh, a, they call it the jetty. It's a little strip where it's water on both sides where the jets used to take off from. It's beautiful. We had went uh-huh. here to, to, to go meditate. You know what I'm saying? I had uh-huh. my son with me, and I'm sitting down, and I started realizing how beautiful it is, and I started looking uh-huh. for my phone. We're supposed to be meditating, bro. You ain't supposed exactly. to be doing shit when you're meditating. I'm trying yeah. to take selfies because I don't recognize it's a beautiful moment, and I want to capture it. So then my mm-hmm. cousin, who, you know, he was officiating the whole meditation, he came over exactly. there where I had separated myself to him and was like, uh, you know, we're supposed to be meditating. I know you and your exactly. son taking selfies, but uh, uh-huh. put the phone up. And I was like exactly. a little kid in the back of the class. Because I'd have slid uh-huh. the phone in my pocket, and right when he slid off, I slid it back out. Like, yeah, I'm trying to do something. So uh-huh. I, can, I can understand slightly, you know what I'm saying, where, where, where people just can't stay off of their phone because I'm one of those dudes. Exactly. But you know, it's it's dangerous to, you know, rely on that phone so much because that's the same reason why my son, you know what I'm saying, ended up spending the money when I wasn't looking because I was looking at mm-hmm. his fucking phone. You know, now, mm-hmm. now, right now, I don't have a phone. You know what I'm saying? I mm-hmm. can't get a replacement because that was the replacement and I made to have to live life without it. And mm-hmm. I can I can do it. Most people think that they can't, they can't live life without their phone after using it for so long. But you made uh-huh. to have to, then you remember what life is like before technology came up. Remember how, how many numbers we used to memorize and know? Yeah, part? exactly. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. But I, you know what I'm saying? I went to jail. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know nobody number. Uh-huh. I couldn't call fucking nobody. It's like I exactly. couldn't remember my mama's telephone number. Uh-huh. My mama's telephone number. Like this shit is crippling exactly. us. You know what I'm saying? We are relying and depending on technology, whereas before, our minds was a computer. You know what I'm saying? We knew every number exactly. in the phone book that we needed to know. We knew addresses. I don't know no addresses. I don't know no phone numbers. No more. That's got to be a bad thing. That's got to be bad. Yeah. So, but you I, know, as I, I, you know what, and you know, I'm like. I am pro technology at times because sometimes we human beings we're the world is evolving, so we're always we always have to focus our time on something else, and even these phones and all these apps they make it convenient you know they make life convenient and you make your daily schedule or whatever you got to do it makes it more convenient and that's where technology plays the most powerful part and in advancing the uh advancing the race, advancing the, the country. And that is what makes it the double edged sword. 
Right. You know, I, I see what you're and saying. And yeah, on social because... level, yeah, we don't communicate, you know, back and forth as much. But it's still some out there still that it's still that feel that generation when you go out to those Taco Tuesdays or them grown and sexy nights. That's that generation. They gonna spit that game. You know what I'm saying? And whoever yeah, you yeah. taking along with them, they gonna learn that. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's one of those things that is passed down. You teach them how to. You know what I'm saying? Stay. Stay active. You know what I'm saying? You right. teach them how to be like, you speak to a woman, you know what I'm saying, and hold that conversation. You know, it's that. It's being able to hold a conversation and be confident. You know, a lot of these dudes, they put okay. these chains on, they put these put this gear on, they don't want to be shot down their, their fear of rejection. So they're not going to say nothing. Right. They want to just, you know, they want a, a pass. You know, if it happens, it happens. Okay. But it's you, those you, that, that got okay. that game that's going to say something. As far as conversation, and you got conversation. Which would you prefer, texting or talking? I prefer talking all day. Like I always tell uh, any one of my female friends, like because you can't really express emotion with texting. Because I don't have to sit that blew out of control. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I just said this. It was something simple. You know what I'm saying? They didn't blew it out of context. Like, oh, you. Why you say it like that? Like, what do you mean why I said it like that? It's, it's a text. There's no emphasis or nothing like that. That's why I don't like texting. You know what I'm saying? I but prefer see, I know, that up-close, intimate. Population. Me too. I think everybody really does, but there's a population that only text. Or you uh-huh. try I'm to one of the people that only text. Yeah. What's your prefer texting? You prefer texting over talking? The re the reason I prefer texting over talking is because I'm usually busy. Like I, I work like mm-hmm. a whole bunch. If I'm not at work, I'm usually recording in the studio, so I can't like always mm-hmm. dedicate time to talking to people. Like that's exactly. just real talk. Uh huh. So. But you got to think if you go back if you go back to the beginning, like to mankind, like man had to interact. <laughs> no, man had to interact. If they didn't interact with each other, they wouldn't know how to survive. And this is why you have mm-hmm. a lot of lost, you know, people because they don't know how to interact. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people don't know how to interact with each other. They don't know how to relax, you know, and, 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 and just open up or find out what they need to do. Or a lot of people, you know, they just stiff and they kind of like they defensive. And they everybody is like, it's oh. a like everybody just cool. You know what I'm saying? They don't want to interact. They got yeah. their crew and that's who they interact with. But yeah. we need to interact more to advance more, you know, as far as because we know it's a lot of things that's going on around the world that we don't know about, even though we have social media and all that stuff. But some people, they won't let that out their mouth unless you talk to them, you know? Yeah. Hey, we, There's we a business another, in the streets. You got to always talk to somebody. Westwood, we have another caller. We got, that one. Yep. we got another call, Westwood. I'm gonna hey, look. Yeah, uh, I'm going to catch up with you later. Yeah, man, uh, on the next episode, you're welcome to call in on the next episode. I appreciate you, bro. Yeah, we got Sonny over here, too. He said, what's up? And I'm going to get with you. Uh, Have a good we're one. We're just going to put you right, You can Sonny, stay on if you want. We're man. just going to put you on hold. All right. Oh, okay, we, we'll come back in. We're going to put you on hold. If not, I'm going to get with you. All right. Next call. All Let's right. go to the next caller, Black. Call, Hello? are you there? Hey, hey. Who this is? Uh, this sidekick out of Los Angeles. Hey, 
Hey, what's happening, man? What part of Los Angeles you calling from? Yeah, I'm at the Crenshaw, DJ. That's what's that's what's up. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm out the Crenshaw district too, man. I'm glad I'm glad my area is coming in and checking in with me. That's right. Did you have something you wanted to weigh in? Yeah, on? but I was listening. Yeah, I was I was just listening to the band. You know, around the world. I can't hear the car. I was just I was listening to my man speaker. Yeah, I was listening to my man speaker how people interact and the sensitivity of people around the world how he deal with people. You know what I mean? And I, I hear what he's saying. You know what I mean? But I, I don't think it's so much as people being sensitive and not knowing how to deal with people. I think a couple of years ago, you know, the, the, the big thing was everybody keep it real, keep it 100. You know what I mean? Be straight. And people found out reality was disrespectful. It was hurtful. You know what I mean? It was something that they didn't want to, you know, open up and deal with. So now when they see reality is not what they think it is or what they vision of reality was, everybody got sensitive. Now everybody's offended by everything. Their feelings are hurt. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, so yeah. People are scared. I, I can... so people are scared to open up and go out there and, and, and put their feelings on the line with other folks because nobody want to deal with, you know, reality. But but hasn't reality always been what it is, which is reality? Like uh, whether whether we want to, you know what I'm saying? Like whether we want to tune out to what it really is, or whether we want to oh, realize yeah. what it is. Like how does yeah, technology? Even, I don't I don't understand how technology has any bearing on that. Reality never changes. Yeah, reality you know never changes. So, yeah. Yeah, reality never changed, and you had to deal with it, but before technology, you can hide from it. Before technology, people can oh. wear their mask and their face and everything, you know right. what I mean? You never you, met, you never met the person that they really were. You met who they wanted you to think they were. They represented it. Now you can I, research I, a person, right. you know what I mean? Well, no, right. I, I, think, I think with technology, it made it easier for people to hide themselves. Because I've seen a lot of people talk a lot of shit on social media. And when you see them face to face, they don't talk any shit. They, they act like shit. everything's cool. Yeah, they know what the shit is whatsoever. And I felt like the yeah, internet yeah. has done that. They have made people feel like they're Superman because they're hiding behind the screen. And they can say whatever they want, and nothing's going to happen to them because you don't know them. Right, right. That's, that's true. That's true. But, you, you know, you have those well, people who still hide behind certain things. You know what I mean? That's true. You're always going to have those. It's true true what you said. It goes both ways. Uh, Yeah, yeah, it's true what you said, boss, about uh, technology and the internet making reality really real to certain individuals. Like, there's things that are true uh, without being said. Like, oh, we know that there's racism in America, but I don't see it. So, whatever. Right. You know what I mean? And and then with technology coming about, you see it in your face. Yeah, you see you know it exactly. You're, 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 able to, you're able to, yeah, you're able to look at the news in the South. You're able to read the comments from all of these different mm-hmm. people all over the world that are being racist. And it's like, oh, yeah, wow, true. this is a harsh reality. This is a harsh reality that I ignored before. Before I didn't right. want to think that it was this way, but now I can see it, and it makes people get. Introverted. It makes people go in a shell, and it makes yeah, people that's, that's put true, on a Very, very true. Uh, uh, Not what, only that. What you said your name is again, boss? They call me Kick Sidekick. Kick. I'm, is this Kick Kick? Kick Kick. <laughs> kick Kick. No, <laughs> you know me. You know me. Kick. 
And who this showbiz? Yeah, this showbiz. This is kick. This is kick. What up, boy? Ah, oh, that's why I'm like, I know this nigga voice, man. Yo, you know what's happening with it, boy. There we go. I was wondering where I was getting all this intellectual insight from, man. You know what I'm saying? It's kick. That's why. It's the homie kick. You know what? It was cracking with oh, you, boy. Okay. I, I see y'all man, doing it, you know, I had to chime in. Right. Sure. And I'm glad you did, man. And, um, you know, you're welcome to chime in. Whenever we do this podcast, I'm on here with my boy, Black and Ease, man. Uh, he from the That's IE. Right. You know what I'm saying? He do, he's been doing a lot of things musically uh, for this area, you know what I'm saying, and uh, radio-wise as well. So we team together to do this show to get opinions, you know what I'm saying, from the outside world such as yourself, you know what I'm saying, because... <laughs> People don't know that there's a lot of urban minds that got something to say of relevance. You know what I'm saying? They definitely, all definitely. Gang banging and, you know, we all just want to smoke weed and pop zans and do powder. Like, no. We are No, not at all, boy. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And, and we have a lot to add to society as well. And I'm glad the first two callers, you know, called in from my neck of the wood. Westwood just got <laughs> off the phone and now kicked. Ain't no telling who else gonna call in. You know what I'm saying? So that let me know that I'm doing something positive and it's working, bro. I'm glad you're here. It's working, bro. We right here. We with the movement too. You already know. Okay. And that's what we trying. That's what we trying to do, though. I was gonna say that's what we trying yeah, to do. Man. We trying to bring our real opinions right now, without having people being censored, because that always happens. It's like they try to censor True. people and stop them, and we. Well, you know that. that. Well, you know that even with. Just like you were saying, now you can chime in and see what's going on around the world. You know what I'm saying? Now you get to see what's happening to other people that's dealing with the same situation you're dealing with in other countries and states and things like that. That's why the media is trying to dumb a lot of this stuff down. The information is free out there, but who's going to go look for it? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. And the media uh, only going to give you so much to keep you blind, you know? But I'm going to say this, though. You know what I'm saying? Um, we are plugged in now, you know what I'm saying, to where to random information, whereas before we wasn't plugged in to information, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, the That's average right. black family, they ain't had no encyclopedias or no library in their house, you know what I'm saying, much less had a computer in, in, in the times of past to stay plugged in to what's going on. Right. But exactly. that because people have Google and, and all these search it's a lot of smart dumb. You know what I'm saying? A lot of uh, intellectual idiots, if you will. Whatever <laughs> you can come up with. But people think they know so much because they're able to Google a factoid and read it back to you. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't equate to knowledge either, though. You know what I'm saying? Just because you read up on some shit real quick to be able to fucking give me some feedback don't mean you know. You know what I'm saying? Right. People need people need to know that experience gives you more knowledge, you know what I'm saying, than any reading will do. You know what I'm saying? Especially if you ain't read enough. You know what I mean? Don't just Google some shit and then come back an expert. Because that's what right. I hate about yeah. technology. Everybody's a fucking expert all of a sudden. Yeah, you know go read the paragraph and think they know the whole get down. You know what I mean? Right. That's what I read and that's what I tell my own kids, man. Go back. Research history. Understand why things are the way they are. You know what I mean? What led up to that point. You know where you came from. You know where you're going type. You know? Speaking of history, look, I want to I share this with, with all of the listeners, including you, Kick. Uh, last last weekend, uh, it was Father's Day weekend. I was out in San Diego. I was having a beautiful time. Uh, my mama uh, brought me up. 
you know what I'm saying, believing that, uh, you know, she taught me like this. She's like, every time you desire to do good, evil is always present. It's present. You know what I mean? So whenever you're doing something in God's name, you know what I'm saying, the, the, the devil is going to show his ugly face. Okay. Definitely. Now, moving along. Uh, at this camping trip, that was a men's retreat. It was spiritual. We were supposed to cover meditation and all of this shit. Um, uh, we in San Diego. It's a campgrounds. It's beautiful campers. You know what I'm saying? $250,000 campers and shit like that. Uh, on one of the beautiful campers was a flag being flown. The flag that was flown was the fucking Confederate flag. And it, it put a damper on my whole mood and my whole mode. Right. And I wanted to yeah. go at them. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm going to go knock on that camper door and tell them to take that fucking flag down. Uh, but my better judgment my better judgment told me not to, but it was bothering me. It was a thorn in my side the whole time there. Uh, and it came up. Uh, one of the little boys, he was about 11. The little boy was like, ain't that racist? He just said it. You know, kids uh, ain't got no filter. No. So he was just like, ain't that, ain't that racist? And I'm like, um... Yes, it is. I, you know, I tried to. I was gonna try to sugarcoat it, but I just right. told it like it was. Like I said, reality is reality. It doesn't change. What's real is real. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So I gave him, I gave him my perspective of what I thought it was, and I said, yes, that is racist. And I told him why. I said, okay, what that represents is the, the South and the North. I asked him, did he know about the Civil War? He said, no. I'm, I said the Civil War was about the North and the South. That war was True. essentially over slavery. The South wanted to keep slaves. The North wanted them uh-huh. to keep The North exactly. believed that they were human beings. The South said that they weren't nothing but dogs and servants. And I'm like, what that flag represents is the South side. And if they would have won, it very well could have still been slavery today. I had to explain but, that to an 11-year-old. You know what I mean? But even deeper and, than that, though. But even deeper than that, my man, even though the South... Uh, lost the war. American history is the only history that was written by the losers. The South didn't win the war. They're writing the history. Feel me? And that's why they're executing all our contributions to that war. They're replacing our history with, you know, their own images and all this kind of shit. Imagine having you are exactly right. Imagine having to explain this, the magnitude of what that is to a child, bro. Do you know how I felt? Huh. Man. It felt so bad to have to expose this child to an evil he never knew. True that. Because he's looking that. at that flag and he's looking at me, and, and I see him picturing life with hate in it that he never knew existed before. Yeah, and I felt man, like I, the bearer of bad news. True, and I see this with my, and I seen that with my kids too. Because when they come home, when they when they used to come home, you know, they my kids they pretty much grown now. But when they used to come home in the history books, and we sit down, we do the homework. And I'll explain to them the difference between actual history and what they're being taught in the books. You can see the confusion in their eyes. You feel what I mean? Right. Right. So I would have to go deeper and find the books that they're not bringing to the schools and, and, and break it down to them and let them read for themselves and see the history for yeah. themselves and put it together. You know what I mean? By a certain age, you've already been pretty much ingested into this system, this program. Right. So by the time you get to college or something like that, some of us don't even make it to college. You feel what I mean? But by the time you reach that, a lot that, of that, us don't. A lot of us don't. And see, but that's where you learn that everything you learned before that point is bullshit. 
You know what I mean? See what I mean? So all of us that don't learn that what we've learned already is wrong, take that into our adult life. You know what I mean? Then we we fuck around and we're lost and we're confused and we don't know, you know, what we're up against because we've never been taught. We've only been taught the bullshit, you know what I'm saying, that they've put in there for us to know to keep us blind and stupid. So when we get this new information, we reject it. You know what I mean? We want to question it because we've already been programmed to believe the bullshit from birth. Uh, do yep. you believe? Cause you 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 seem really in tune um, to you know what's going on. Um, so I, it, it inclines me to ask you the question: Do you do you believe in secret societies? Do you believe in the upper echelon and that that one to two percentile that controls everything? Do you believe in? That? Oh, yeah, I believe in secret society. Yes, I I believe. Yeah, I believe a lot of it. You know, there's certain things that. I do question about it, but yes, I definitely believe in the societies. I believe in the five families that's controlling the, 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 the company. I mean, the, the country. Yeah, all this. I read, What's I read one about of the all names? this. I talk about What's it. What's one of the names? Oh, I can run down. What is it? The, the Rothschilds. The uh, what is it? The don't forget it's the Bush, the Morgans, the Rothschilds. The uh, I think the Vanderbilts aren't even on that list anymore. It's the uh, is the Rockefellers one of them? Rock, it's the Rockefellers. Damn, what is it? Rothschild bushes. I'm not sure. Morgan. I'm not sure exactly what that but 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 it's yeah, but the Morgan is the J P Morgan. I know uh, and yeah, yeah. the Rothschilds own the World Bank. I seen something on YouTube basically stating um that uh the Rothschilds own the World Bank and that the uh the weapons of mass destruction and all that that Bush uh conjured up was about the Rothschilds going in and taking over Afghanistan and putting up their World Bank there. It's only like a handful of countries that the Rothschilds don't have their World Bank in. Um, and Afghanistan and uh, I believe Libya uh, mm-hmm. was one of them. Uh, two of them. And uh, it's only like two more left. But they went into uh, Afghanistan. They put our government in place there. Um, and they implemented their World Bank there. That's one of them that they didn't have. Um, and right. Libya, I believe, uh, don't quote me on that, but Libya is another one that wasn't marked off as, you know, uh, one one of the places that they conquered that now is. I think it's right. only two of them left, and that's like Russia and probably like North Korea. So they're like two steps away from fucking that conquering the world. Order that yeah, exactly. That, that one see, world, that one world currency shit that they want, and, and and we'd be a fool to ignore that, to act like that that doesn't exist. It does. It does it exist, does. but but anybody who has ever challenged those world banks have always ended up dead. Remember when they went over and killed a, who was it? Gaddafi, I think it was. He was trying to uh, start yeah, put the African dollar on and back it with African resources. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Now they killed him because. If he would have gotten his way and put his money on the market, that would have made the U.S. dollar damn near like obsolete. Because we're our money is not backed by our natural resources. That money would have been backed by African resources. Our money is backed by borrowed mm. gold. You feel what I'm saying? Shit right. we don't even own. Which is why the U.S. dollar is losing its value right now. Now you got China and Russia who just went into business together and opened their own bank. And they're trying to get their bank on the world market. Now, what happens if that bank hits the world market? What's going to happen to the U.S. dollar then? Hmm. You feel what I mean? 
So me and knowing what I know, I'm looking forward to another war. Yeah, that's not that I want it, but another that's war is definitely coming. The only the only two places where uh, our World Bank doesn't exist is with our only two enemies or our known enemies right now, which is right. Russia and China. So, like you said, there should be a world coming, uh, a war coming, another war um, coming, exactly. They create wars or conflict with these countries um, to start, you know, to implement their 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 upper echelon shit. You know what I'm saying? Pretty they want to go in. Much. They want to go in, take the shit over, so they here so they can get one step closer. They're two steps away from dominating the whole shit. Yeah, what, definitely. What bothers definitely. me the most is uh, uh, my guy, uh, rest in peace, Mandela, my diva, rest in peace. Um, he spoke highly of, I believe he spoke highly of uh, Gaddafi, and um, uh, I forget, uh, I forget Africa though. Um, right. And he said that those countries, uh, he said those countries helped him when he was in need. And he said that America makes the mistake of thinking that America's enemies should be his enemies. You know what I mean? Right. He like, we are a sovereign country. We run our own thing. You know what I'm saying? And when my country mm-hmm. was in need, Gaddafi sent help. So I'm not going to turn my back on Gaddafi because y'all say that he's bad. I remember Barack Obama, the first black president on TV, telling Gaddafi to step down mm-hmm. or else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and I don't know, you know what I'm saying, the American stance on that or the world stance on that. Um, but I'm just going off of what I heard Mandela say when he was alive that he said that that man wasn't all bad. You know what I'm saying? Not at all. So we have to rely on what America's word as to believe whether or not somebody is good or bad. And they control how we think in the media. They control the media, exactly. But that's their whole stance. You got to break a man's name before you can kill him off. It's the way they destroy everything the black people tried to build. They killed the Panthers' name, all this other kind of shit. They weren't able to go after him. You know what I'm saying? Unless you discredit them. So we got to discredit you first before we can go get you out the way. And America is not going to help you unless you got something they want. Or you, you know what I mean? Every country we've helped or conquered, we got a base in it, in, in their backyard. You feel right. what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. in order for us to fuck with you, we got to get something. All these wars, we, we fighting oil and, all, and, and money. That's it, oil and money. That's, this is what our, 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 they're not threatening our freedom. Ain't nobody coming over here trying to tell us what to do. Shit, we we bullying everybody. Feel what I mean? Yeah. So it's the, it, you got it's something biggest, we want, we coming to get baddest, it. It's the it's the biggest baddest gang in the world. You know what I'm saying? And we've built what we've had. You know what I'm saying? On on, on the sweat of everybody else's brow and yep. on the blood of every other man. You know what I mean? And the older I get, you know what I mean? I'm not necessarily a proud American. Um, I'm American. Cause I was raised, right. born and raised here, born and, and raised. You know, all I know is the pri- all I know is the privileges that we have. But when as I start to get older and I start to you know get more worldly knowledge, I don't feel so mm-hmm. proud of this place that I'm from, and I don't want to be no. held accountable for nothing they did. Shit, I ain't hey. did none of that shit. Please don't bomb me or blow up my kids and children because some this crooked ass country done did shit. 
Yeah, you know I'll see you on like, that one. Oh, I feel you totally on that one. That was one of my biggest fears, and that's why I never let my kids join the military. I went to the military when I was 18. Once I started learning what was really going on and shit like that, you know what I mean? I'm the same way. kind of made me feel like a shame, like, wait a minute, I'm over here and I'm doing this. And for what reason, though? You know what I mean? Then I had to think about the picture that the world has painted about my people to the world. You know what I mean? There's countries where if you go over there and they look at you like, you know, shit on the bottom of the shoe. But that's because of the propaganda that they've been, you know what I'm saying, pushed down their throats. American hey, media. North Korea has some of the biggest propaganda ever. And that, that's <laughs> yeah. a country that that's that's a country that I always look at when I try to compare the countries because the U.S. is pretty bad, but we do have a lot of freedoms here. And yeah, that, that's like that's true. That's like one thing I'm big on is like just the way that we live here. But there's also a lot of bad things. Like it's hard. It's hard also being black. Because I've I've dealt with police things where cops have pulled me over for some dumbass shit, Definitely. and I didn't deserve it. So it's kind of like a double-edged sword, you know. We have right, it right. pretty good, but there's shit that you know not very many people do get killed when they have police encounters, but it has happened, and we've seen it over the years with a lot of a lot of the big cases where people have right, died right. in police custody. Uh, police custody, and it's not like oh, yeah. you know. Did you say? Did you say not not many cases? Yes, there are. There are very there are cases. quite a few. Well, no, no, no. I have no, a nephew no. that was shot. Listen, we have a lot of freedoms, but what they don't tell you is what they do or what they have done in order for you to have those freedoms. And it's yeah. a lot of and it's, and it's real messed up that you know you can go and you can support this country, you can fight for this country, but when you get home or when you come back, you're still dealing with the tyranny and the bullshit. You feel me? I've had police yeah. point guns in my son's faces at five years old, pull us out the car. I had a nephew that was shot in the back 11 times with his hands in the air by police. Yeah. You feel what I and, mean? And, she, and, and this is the, the kind of shit that we deal to. with. But that was the point I was trying to get to is that, you know, we do have a lot of freedoms, but there is a chance that you can get killed right the here. The high chance. Yeah, yeah, that's, very high. Very high. And that's what I'm saying. If you're if you look like us, and, and and you're caught in a certain area where they deem it to be dangerous or whatever they call it, you know what I mean? It seems like they got the green lights on us, bro. They ain't What's even it? asking no questions. And no that's more. true. I'm more nervous about walking out of my house nowadays than I was walking out of off a of base in BDUs. You feel what I mean? Yeah. Like, Damn, that's crazy. It, it, and it's crazy that you know I'm. Got a fear in my own backyard, pretty much. I'm at home. Why well, do I have to worry about this shit? And I can go to another country and feel safer walking around with a big-ass pistol. Knowing right. that these people don't want me here. But, yeah, still, this is where I feel safer than being at home. And then, not only that, if I go home, I can't carry a gun to uh, defend myself in case I do have a problem. You know what yeah, I mean? Really you fun. can't defend yourself for nothing. They want you to give up your rights to defense. They want you to depend on them for everything. They want to feed you, house you, and protect you. You know what I mean? But you got to think about it like this. What did they do to the Indians when they disarmed the Indians? You know what I mean? They went to their yeah. villages. They they killed them. They slaughtered them. You know what I mean? They hell, they did this in black neighborhoods. You feel what I mean? We talk about uh, I talk I had this discussion a couple of times with people. Black Wall Street. It didn't just happen on Black yeah, Wall Street. Killed, it happened in that was in Oklahoma, yeah. right? Oklahoma, exactly. Burnt the whole town down. Killed the who they can. Town. 
We had we had we had what? We had a fire department, a train station. We had everything. It was a everything. Banks, supermarkets. You know what I'm saying? Banks, supermarkets. We we were rivaling Wall Street. That's why they had to get rid of you. You feel what I'm saying? Get rid of the town. But this is not just happening there. We talking. This is they've had shit that's happened in uh, Jersey City, Chicago, where black people, prominent black people, have built an infrastructure, and they went in and tore it down. No, we can't allow that. You feel what I mean? And I think, and I think, um, that, that was the first time it happened. That's one of the. Oh no, uh, it's not definitely not the first time. Because trust me, if I have my books right now, <laughs> yeah. No, but what I'm getting to with that is that, you know, that, that has created fear in us to create and develop our own. This is what, what makes us not want to now. This is why uh-huh. you've got the Michael Jordans and the LeBron Jameses and the uh, P. Diddy's of the world. that They, they have amassed a mass of fortune, but they won't put anything into building up our own. Uh, the black community, exactly. I believe it's because of the fear that is instilled. From uh, what is it? Uh, I want to say the Jim Crow law. It's not Jim Crow. It's Willie Lynch. No, it's not the Jim Crow. It's pretty much, yeah, pretty much. If you any any black person that rises to a certain point where you can direct people, you can direct their thinking, you can direct, you know what I mean, their opinions, especially when it comes to the shit that we're dealing right here. They're gonna get rid of you. Anybody that can empower your people. They don't want you to do that because who's the original people who built this shit? Who are they learning all this shit from? Who civilized the white man? We did. You feel what I'm saying? So if we realize who we are and unite and rise to our our true potential, who's going to stop us? But you've got to have somebody that's going to lead that charge. So anybody that looks like they can lead that charge, we're going to get rid of. Okay, look, let's keep in mind that we're not just having a conversation between showbiz and kids. I'm sinking this in right here I'm listening No, 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 no and, and this is powerful shit to be said Thing is, you know, this is going out to the world and On the airway right. um, I'm, I'm not offended by anything that you're saying um, I feel mm. like righteous You know what I'm saying um, But I'm, I'm letting you say it um, And I need people to understand That there are people out there That live and breathe what you're talking they live a lifestyle like this. It's not just words, okay? Um, and if you happen to be offended, then broaden your, no, no, widen your spe- your spectrum. You know, open right, up right. to the ideas and the ideas. Um, there are people out there that feel like this man that we're speaking to. Uh-huh. Agree. True, true. But. Um, again, this is this is a world market for any and everyone to listen. And I, you know, I don't want nobody to feel like, you know, this is a specific type of show. Oh, that that oh, pro black show. Well, we cover <laughs> right, everything. Right. We cover true, everything. True. You know what I'm saying? Um, and you can be unapologetic for whatever way that you are. You just happen to be unapologetically black. And, and we embrace right. that here at One the Radio. You know what I'm saying? That's what we are. We keep it 100. So if it's any other callers that have uh, uh, anything contrary to what you're saying, I welcome them to call in as well. You know what I'm saying? But we have to understand one another as a people and stop being so close-minded to the way right. that other people think. Because this world is composed of more than one race of people, more than one man. You know what I'm saying? True. So understanding is how we, we, we progress. If I understand you the way you think, if he understands me and so on and so forth. Um, yeah, that's how oh, it yeah. has to work, uh, though. 
outside. Got to be. Got to be. Got to be able to respect everybody's thoughts, opinions, and feelings, though. And that, I want to move on but I ain't going to hold you, man. I wanted to call in and get my support. I know I've been holding the line for a minute. I know you got other folks that want to call, man. I'm yeah. loving what y'all doing, man. And you will hear from me again for definite. For sure. Oh, for sure. Hey, where, where you at, Kick? You, you somewhere uh, where, where I could come see you? Oh, yeah. I'm off High Park right now. Just hit me. All right. Next time I touch the hood, man, I'm going to be looking for you. I'm going to ride down on you. All right. For sure. For sure. All, <laughs> All right, y'all. Stay up, man. Loving the show. I'll let yeah. y'all. One hundred. Uh, one hundred. Black, you like that, man? Yeah, see, that's that's what I'm talking about. We need, that's the thing that I said. We need people, and we're not going to censor them. Because that's what happens. You always get people that get interviewed, that they want them to be like a certain type of person or want them to have a certain view. We're going to let anybody speak their mind, whether we agree or disagree. We ain't going to, we ain't going to cover it up. Because it, it doesn't make sense to do that. Yeah, man, you can't gain any understanding trying to make people, uh, you know what I'm saying, curtail the ways that they really are or, you know, sensory. You know what I'm saying? You you got to just get the, the 100% unadulterated truth from whoever is speaking it, and that'll give you more understanding. Too many people bite their tongue or they put on a facade or, you know, they just portray themselves to be a particular type of way to the public when really your thought process is totally different. Show us the real you, please. You know what I mean? And that, that, that's what he was initially saying about, you know, this reality shock from technology. You know, people are introverted now because they're seeing, you know, how harsh the real world is. And then you got other people that are really saying that the way they really feel, but they get to hide their true self behind the computer screen. So, and then that goes back to our first caller who said that it's a double-edged sword, which I think Mm -hmm. touches life. I think, uh, yeah, you have to take technology as life is. You know, you got to take the good with the bad. You know what I mean? Fucking here a little, there a little, you know what I'm saying? What's good for you ain't necessarily good to you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You just got to know how to differentiate. You know, take what's good for you and, 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 and push out what's not. But technology is a good thing and it's a bad thing. You know what I'm saying? Um, opinions are a good thing and a bad thing. It's a bad thing when, when your opinion, you know what I'm saying, it, it, it uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, it, it, um, when you impose your opinion on me, um, mm-hmm. You can you can state your opinion, but when you impose what you think on my lifestyle, and you think that my lifestyle is bad because of what you think, then that's when opinion becomes a little dangerous. But yeah. you know, as far as understanding, you know, and understanding the the nature of a person or that type of person or that person's character type, then you know you need to get the unadulterated truth. Let me know what you think, and we need to grow a thicker skin. About you know how people feel Because I can't control how you feel So whatever you feel Or whatever you was raised up to believe Is what you were raised up to believe Now maybe through knowing me Then that will change you And make you grow as a person And this is what you know Blog Talk Radio, 100 Radio And any other media outlet is about Is to connect with people And gain a better understanding That's it Now moving on 
Um, mm-hmm. Let's go into Father's Day versus Mother's Day. Yeah. You are, so I'm going I'm I'm to let everybody know real quick, though. We only have about three and a half minutes where we're about to stay live. But after that, we're going to go into the after show, and we're going to continue on to some of these topics. That's probably going to be more R-rated than before because there's some things that we can't say while we live. But okay. if you do want to keep on tuning in live, you might want to call in now and wait, in, wait on hold, and you'll be able to hear us live because we are going to go off air in about three minutes. But if you do want to hear the rest of what we said, then please tune in next week where we're going to have the official version out because, you know, like I said, the after show is about to get cracking. If you want to hear the after show, call in and you'll be exclusively in the after show with us. Yeah. Um, damn, how long we've been doing this shit? I kind of lose track of time and all of that, man, when I'm talking about entertaining topics and things that are of interest to me. How long we been yeah. on here, bro? We're about to be two hours. That's what I'm saying. We're going to have to go into the after show. The after show is just exclusive shit that nobody else is going to get to hear live. And we've already been going two hours. I feel like, you know, the people that want to hear us are going to want to hear the after show. After the party, it's the after party. After party, it's the hotel lobby. Yeah, we trying to take it from the the after party to the hotel lobby. We getting into the X-rated discussion. <laughs> no, no. It just depends. It just depends on the nature of the questioning and who calls in, what we talk about. We have a general outline, but we just cover whatever the fuck comes about. You know what I'm saying? That's why it's 100 radio. Because you know, when you just being truthful, you kind of get into a whole bunch of shit. You know what I'm saying? Yep. You can't really cover no outline. You just talk about what's truthful. Yep. Um, yeah. So getting into a uh, Father's Day versus Mother's Day. Um. Because I, I want to know, you know what I'm saying, how people really feel about, you know, Father's Day and Mother's Day and which one is more important. Um, as a child, I always knew that uh, Mother's Day was more important because I spent the bulk of my time with my mama. Mm-hmm. Although you know, my dad was not a deadbeat or nothing like that. He was around, you know what I'm saying? I did stuff with my dad. You know, he was there for me. Um, but it just didn't, it wasn't no emphasis put on the day. You know what I mean? My mama didn't make me make cards for him or nothing. She just bought a card and had me signed it and was like, it's Father's Day. I'm going to take you to see your daddy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And me being a father now, uh, you know, I kind of I kind of feel some kind of way. Like, man, what's up? Why it ain't so much, you know, put on Father's Day that it is on Mother's Day? Like, if you go out in the streets, there's no, no places where you could buy baskets for fathers. It's not same thing as as Mother's Day. And I'm just wondering why. Like, what is it? Is it that, you know, a percentage of fathers aren't there? Is it that fathers ain't shit and they don't really do shit, so we're not going to cater to them? Or uh, what is it, bro? Like, which one is more important? And why aren't they equal? How do you feel? Uh, I think that uh, I think it comes from just like a whole history of shit of the women Carrying the baby and shit like that That's what I really think is that they put Importance on, on it because the woman Carries the baby and actually Has to have the baby And I think it also has to do with like So many deadbeat dads too I think it has a combination of both of those 
to make it seem like the women are more important. And I'm not going to say the women aren't important. I'm not going to say – I'm not going to try to base it on sides. But I, I feel like that's why it happens like that. And like even if you look at um, child support cases and stuff like that, yeah. usually the man has to pay the woman, not the other way around. I mean, it happens – does happen where the woman pays the man, but it's usually the man pays the woman. I think it's just like a long history of that type of thing. So I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but I, I just feel where it's coming from and I, I can see that that's probably what it is. So I, That shit is so touchy with me though. You know what I'm saying? It's it's like one of those, you know, what came first chicken or the egg type of shit, which is more important. Like, who I understand that woman, you know what I'm saying, nurtures the seed, you know what I'm saying, and it grows in her body. I understand that. But that is my seed. I don't understand what the problem that you have with with me, you know what I'm saying, as a father. Like, you know, you, you get these loose terms thrown around like sperm donor and shit like that. Like, okay, but th- there would be no child. If this man does not implant seed inside of you, like, what is more important, the ground or the seed? Like, there's no one without the other. Like, what importance does the ground have without any seed? It's just fucking dirt. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, you know, from a father's perspective, a father that, uh, you know, I'm in my children's lives and shit, you know what I mean? And, you know, uh, I got recognized on Father's Day, but it's just not a big ordeal, you know, the day of. And I just wonder what, why the fuck? Like, why is the world, like, treating fathers like that when he is the most important part? You know, it, whatever happens to a child without the father being there, you know what I'm saying, that plays a big part if the father's not there. So it plays a huge part if he is there. You see what I'm saying? So why yeah. should it not be a big fucking celebration like it is for Mother's Day for fathers? I just... I don't, well, maybe, maybe men aren't that big on recognition. Maybe we don't need it. Maybe girls need more attention and pats on the back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We need that shit too. You know what I'm saying? We need a good job, dad, and keep doing what you're doing. And, you know, we want baskets and, and, and things of that nature too. I think, you know, dads only get like a little ugly tie and, uh, yeah, good job. You're supposed to do That's that. That's real like, shit though. That, that is real shit right there. I feel you. I feel you. So, I, you know, I, I don't know, man. I'd like to see, as far as you know, holidays go, you know, I'd like to, see, like to see a big to-do about Father's Day as much as Mother's Day. Um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, me being uh, a, a father that's in my children's life, uh, that's in-house uh, with the mother of my children, um, I make a big to-do about Mother's Day for her because I'm, I'm appreciative of all the things that she does that I don't do and, and maybe cannot do. You know what I'm saying? Me being a man and her being a woman, her being the nurturer, you know, the comforter, the, the, the caregiver, you know what I'm saying? Um, I appreciate that to no end. So I try to show her that appreciation and I try to go all out um, for, for that day. Um, but I, I just don't see the same reciprocation on my day, you know what I mean? It's like, well, what is the difference? Because I'm here, I'm doing the shit that you, you know, women complain that men should do and men need to do. I'm doing all of that shit 
But like, ain't no champagne bottles popping and no confetti falling from the ceiling, the ceiling when I walk in this motherfucker on Father's Day, and I kind of resent that. You there? Yeah, yeah, man, I'm here. I think that um, I'm not a father yet, so I don't know how to actually react to this because I'm not a father yet. You'll um, see. <laughs> You'll see. <laughs> but but another thing like, for me women, is. Well, I'm just not I'm not that big on holidays in the first place for myself. I'm just okay. not a uh, so like I'm not big on any holidays, especially since I've gotten older. When I was younger, yeah, but like as I've gotten older, I've had too many not good holidays, so I'm just like holidays are just another day. Sometimes I get off work, sometimes I don't. But I feel like Father's Day will change for me because I do want to be a good father. I didn't have a father, so I want to break the cycle. And I feel like I am going to want some recognition on Father's Day. (laughs) Recognition? Yeah. He said recognition. Recognition, bro? Yeah, recognition. I don't even know why I said that. I want some recognition. Because <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it down though. I'm gonna put it down, man. Nah, you'll see, you'll see once a child is born and you're there every day of his or her life, and you know it's it's so you know edifying. You know you get so much gratification from doing it. You know what I mean? It's like okay, I'm a father now. So on a day of recognition, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, you would like to be recognized. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Real shit. Like, hey, I'm the man. I'm doing this shit. You know what I'm saying? Give me some love. And it's like a half love. When I walked in the house for Father's Day, um, you know what I'm saying, um, it was my girl and her mom and her sisters. And this whole I was a father too shit came about with her grandmother and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a discussion to be had on another day, not on the day of recognition for fathers. This is mm-hmm. not a, 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 a mother's that had to be Father's Day too. day. It's just Father's Day. I don't want to hear that shit. It's not a male bashing the nigga that wasn't a good father day. It's a recognition for Father's Day. You know, they have this whole discussion about what niggas ain't doing on Father's Day. Whereas Mm -hmm. on Mother's Day, we don't get to bash the mothers that aren't good mothers, and we don't have those. Oh well, you know it's 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 Mother's Day, and I'm the mother too. So somebody wish me a happy Mother's Day type shit. There, that doesn't happen on Mother's Day. So why the fuck does it happen on Father's Day? Like, what is all the complaining about on Father's Day on the behalf of women? I just don't like it, and we can move on. You know what I'm saying? We don't need to take up no more time on that. I'm just saying I don't, I don't like I don't like how niggas get bashed on Father's Day. You know, just get, just give it up for the fathers that deserve recognition and let that be that. I don't want to hear no mother taking recognition for being a father on Father's Day. Like mm-hmm. you were a mother that had to play both roles. I commend you for being all that you had to be because you had to be that. Fine. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? What about the man? That's a great father that don't want to hear that shit. You know what I'm saying? That's, That's true, all though. I'm gonna say. That's true, though. Yeah, man. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot of double standards in society that don't get addressed. 
You know what I mean? And it takes a show like 100 Radio to, you know, bring it to the forefront, bro. And that's all yeah. I'm trying to do is just point out little shit and say, hey, I see it. And what are we mm-hmm. going to do about it? You know? No, I'm still drinking because now I'm I'm into my vodka now. I got my blue cup pulled up. I, I mean, I'm in the, uh, I got the peach, the peach Amsterdam going right now. And I'm I'm the real 100. No, I feel you. I feel you. I'm, so what what should we get what? into the next topic? Because now we're in the after show, and the after show is just like no rules. All right, yeah, no rules. Yeah. It mm-hmm. goes down in the DM. DM me your uh, your news. Girls, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, we in the yeah. after show, right? No, yeah, let's we, talk about that though. We in the after show, let's talk about so. okay. Yo, Gotti, it goes down in the DM on, mm-hmm. on, on men's side and on women's side, okay. Uh, like every social outlet, like a like a Twitter, a Instagram, and or uh, Snapchat, they have a direct mm-hmm. message now with yeah. Snapchat. They made it. They made it a little more secretive, where yeah. it deletes. You yeah. know, after once or twice you've seen it, it goes away. So it's like yeah. only for your eyes and your eyes only. And it's also a feature where if you screenshot something that was sent to you, it lets that person know, like, okay, this person screenshotted it. My thing is, I want to know, like, like who's worse in the DMs? Like, is it girls or is it guys? Like, who's more naughty in the DMs? Who slides up in DMs more? I, I know, think, you know. Go ahead. I think, all right, this is this is how I look at it. I think guys send more DMs, and I think women receive more nasty DMs. You think so? I think dudes are thirstier. I, I didn't seen it. Dudes is thirsty. No, yeah. Niggas get the they they get the, the thirst crown for sure. Niggas is thirsty. I, but I, I see it on I see it on Facebook every day. Niggas don't even feel like getting into the DM. They just want to just say it right there in the fucking status. Like damn, like that's what I'm saying. That's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, niggas is thirsty. They don't even need to go to DMs on shit where you don't have to do a DM. Like I've seen it happen on like on on Snapchat, obviously, to reply to somebody or talk to somebody. You gotta do it in a direct message. But places that you don't need to do it on a direct message, like Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, niggas will publicly say some dirty ass shit and still hit them with the DM. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Women don't do this no. type of shit. Nah, man. It depends on who you are. Like women, me being a guy of a certain status, and I ain't no A list or even B list for that matter. Mm-hmm. I might be C D list. You know what I'm saying? I might be like C minus list. My DMs, my inbox, I get a lot of random shit. You know what I'm saying? Bitches, he's checking me or, you know, hey, hit me up or I've been, you know, I've been a fan of yours for however long. And I know what that means. If I, you know, if I look into it and speak back, you know what I'm saying? There's going to be some sort of, you know what I mean, shit in my inbox. Um, yeah. I get random pictures sent to me. Might not necessarily be naked pictures, but it might be like little shit in negligees, nighties, fucking lingerie or whatever. And you know, mm-hmm. and because of who I am, I won't. This is the only thing that keeps me from not doing it. It's because I'm scared of being screenshotted or exposed or, or look at this. You know, girls will do it and then accuse the nigga of being thirsty. 
Yeah, again, I've seen this, that this, this, this double standard shit. You know, girls slide up in the nigga shit too. You know what I'm saying? Um, guys, you know, we don't hide it. We're like that in public. A girl walks past, you know what I'm saying? And we, hey, hey, you sexy. Hey, sexy. Yeah. So, you know, seeing a picture and writing, you know, you're sexy as fuck in the comments ain't no different than what a guy normally does. You know what I'm saying? What about thirst traps, though? What about, mm-hmm. you know, the picture on the sink, you know what I'm saying, with her ass up, talking about my hair getting long. Your hair yeah. getting long? It's all I'm looking at is your motherfucking ass, and you know it. But then it goes, when I it write... Goes, it goes both ways. Because I know for a fact women do it for attention, too. And then they want to call a nigga thirsty afterwards. <laughs> right. Because I, I see it happen and be like, so... Why'd you post that picture? Like, what did you want me to say? Like you said, do you, do you really want to reply like, oh, that you got some nice hair? Like, is that <laughs> what you really wanted me to reply with? Like, I don't understand. So it goes both ways, like you said, because they are the thirst traps. They post these pictures, and then niggas be thirsty. It's like, what else did you want me to do? Like, I just what? don't understand. Because I've been, I've been, I've been guilty of being thirsty. I've I've done it. I've done it publicly when I shouldn't have. Like, well, you're a man though. Like we we can't we can't really be held accountable for fucking the things that we've always done. We're men. We're men. We're gonna fucking respond to shit that we see. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna say, oh, that looks good, or you're sexy, or oh, I fucking I do this to you. That's just we we do that unconsciously. When we're around one uh, one another, when we, when men are around men and they see a woman walk by, they're gonna say out loud what they think. You know? What oh I'm yeah, saying? of course. Of so course. we shouldn't. They, you can't hold that against men. My thing is, girls do it too, and they're not necessarily called thirsty, or you know, they don't get called out about it. The reason why mm-hmm. Yo Gotti made this song is because of the activity of women. You know what I'm saying? Now, he's talking about in the song, you know, he might slide up in your DMs if you was popping. But he didn't really talk about the other end. The other mm-hmm. end is all the bitches that sliding in his DMs. If you popping at all, in any kind of way, whatever popping is, whatever a girl just, you know, figures out popping is, if she determines you to be popping, you likely to get a message in your inbox. You know what I'm saying? That's- now, she might, she might now now niggas niggas is thirsty. So niggas is probably quicker to send a dick pic, which I would never do. I would never do that. But it's a lot of niggas that will. I don't see why they do that. I don't don't either. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm not embarrassed of my package. Not at all. Actually I think it's an asset. And I think that, you know what I mean, uh if if most girls saw my dick they'd want to fuck. (laughs) Really? But I don't but I don't use that as like my last line of defense, like or my first line. Like, look, I'm trying to get you to want to fuck. Here's my dick. Do you like it? Yeah, <laughs> I can't do yeah. that. Like, I don't see how niggas could do that. But I've gotten requests all in my inbox, all in my DMs. Or like, oh, you make me think about what you got. Like, can I get a picture? Like, what? You thirsty? Mm-hmm. You're a girl and you're thirsty asking me for a fucking dick pic. I'm not finna send you no picture of my dick because I'm a person of a certain status and I don't know where that picture's gonna end up. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, 
You can fucking screenshot me. You can fucking retweet it. You can fucking repost it to your fucking timeline or some shit. And all you got to do is tell TMZ, yeah, I got a picture of Alfie's dick. You know what I'm saying? And that shit will blow up. I'm sure it will. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be exploited like that. You know what I mean? So this is what, what keeps me from doing it. But, you know, I, I, there's times where, you know, I've been in conversation in the DMs with a chick, and it's like, okay, well, you on my line. You know, I obviously you want something from me. You know what I'm saying? My, my, my status might say what it says, you know what I mean, depending on whatever time it was and these conversations took place. But I could very well be in a relationship, and you could see that, but you're still in my inbox. So who's fucking thirsty? Who's really thirsty? Is it the men or the women? Because there's just as many women thirst balls as there are men. There's just as many women sliding in the nigga DM as it is niggas sliding in women's DM. I'm but just saying. From what I would have to see on that, is I've seen kind of ugly girls get thirsted on. And that, that's, that's something that I've noticed with dudes. Is dudes will just... I've done that. I've been guilty. I have been guilty. I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm I'm not even going to lie. You done been talking on some ugly bitch? Just man, keep it real. Like, I, there was, man, there was a few times, like, a bunch of years ago, like, before I even, like, met my wife and shit, where a nigga was drunk, and that's why I said alcohol is a gateway drug. <laughs> a nigga has been drunk. You know what I'm saying? A nigga's been drunk, and, you know, I was just kind of trying to holla at a girl that wasn't the best looking girl, but I didn't give a fuck, and I was being thirsty. And I couldn't stop it. I knew I was being thirsty. <laughs> I've had homies tell me I was being thirsty, but I was like, these niggas is just hating right now. They ain't trying to let me do my thing. They're hating. So, See, that's the know. thing with thirst, though. Like, when you thirsty, that's exactly what it is. Like, I'm thirsty right now. So I don't give a fuck that you're not thirsty. You nigga, what I drink don't make you pick. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, so somebody can tap you on your shoulder and say, hey, nigga, you being thirsty right now. It's like, right, but I'm thirsty. When, yep. you, when a nigga gets put in a position of thirst, he has every right to fucking say that. Like, I'm thirsty right now. I'm thirsty. Like, yeah, and, and as, as a man, and I don't know if women do that because I'm not a woman, but as a man, when you're looking for something or you can use some sort of physical contact, right, at that moment, you will shoot for something that's for sure rather than the possibility. Or you will shoot for something that's a better possibility rather than a long shot. So, you know what I'm saying? Just as far as playing the field and, and playing your odds and what are your odds of making this shot as opposed to your odds of mi- mi- missing this shot, you take a layup as opposed to a three-pointer, wouldn't you? Oh yeah, of course. Because my odds are, my odds are, I'm gonna make this fucking layup, as opposed to fucking missing this long three point. So it, it don't it don't even matter what what it is. Any human being would rather win than lose. That's what it comes down to: winning and losing. So, in 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 a situation where a man is kind of thirsty, he's thirsty for a W, a win, not an L. Okay. I'm going to pick an easier opponent. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Um, now, when you're shooting for the stars and you set a goal for yourself, that's, that's your girlfriend. That's, 
who you want to settle down with and be with for life and shit. You're going to shoot hard and you're going to keep trying however many times you lose or whatever you're going to keep trying. But when, yep. when you're just trying to play a, a quick pickup game and you need a win real quick, okay, I'm, I'm going to look at this, this bitch that ain't, ain't, ain't looking so hot because I see a win there. I see yep. me fucking trying and her giving it up. So that's when I slide right in her damn DM and I'll be like, what's up? And I'm yep. not inhibited about it because I know she's not, you know, the top prospect. I know she's not the top competition. I could beat her. She's easy. She's an easy opponent. Yep. I like. I don't fault. I don't fault men for that. You know what I'm saying? Then you like, throw a little look, bit of alcohol know. in there. And there you have it. Then, 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 then <laughs> so, fucking win. Yep. Now, now, you know when when an ugly bitch curb you is what is what what hurts. Where you know she has and she approached a lot because she's ugly ass. She gets gems all the time. She gets niggas in her mm-hmm. inbox all the time. Like, what's up? So then yeah. now this ugly girl is going to curb you, whereas on a sober night, you wouldn't even get at it. Exactly. Because so like, she already got, she got 50 drunk niggas in her inbox right now. Right. It's 2 a.m. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's 2 a.m. She just about to leave the club. There's 50 niggas right there ready. Now she got she got the choice right there. Yeah, so. she could just take her pick. Just take <laughs> her pick of the better of the better thirst that she has to choose from. Mm-hmm. Then she starts getting big on herself though. Like I'm popping. I got niggas on me. Like yeah, yeah, but out of all the fifty of those niggas on there, one of them niggas really wants you like that. They were all just being thirsty. Yep. And you were the thirst trap. So it yep. kind of played into her hand. And so it yep. kind of played into her hand. What I want to know, though, is the, the other end. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I want to speak on the, the girls that do it to the guys. You know what I'm saying? Let's say uh, the Yo Gotti's, the Soldier Boys, the, you know, any DJ or maybe somebody like you. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of popping, got a radio show. You know what I'm saying? Fucking been doing music through the IE, you might get some action in your inbox. You might get some action in your DM. Like, I know I do. You know what I'm saying? And I just be wondering, like, how do those girls feel? Like, when they put it out there about niggas being thirsty, but it's like, okay, but you're one of the thirsty. You slid in my inbox, but nobody pointed that out. I've seen some thirsties. Like... (laughs) It happens. I've seen some thirsties, and I mean, that's why I don't think you can blame it on just men or women, because I've seen some very thirsty women, but I feel like men are just more open about it. Like, women try to protect that, like, oh, I'm not thirsty. You know, they won't put it on public that they thirsty. But the dude just but, pop I mean, off. but it's been like that from the beginning of the time. How many girls before they suck dick say I've never done this before? Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I don't usually do this, but like bitch, stop lying. Yeah. Be like, did you did I like, do you really on. expect me to believe you that this is the first time you ever did this and I met you about an hour ago? Like <laughs> <laughs> Right. Right. Like, what made me What made me out. different that you were just going to do this right now? You know what I'm saying? So. Right. 
fucking. It depends on you know what type of nigga you are. You know what I'm saying whether or not your inbox is pop is popping. But it's just as many thirsty girls in the DMs as it is guys. I just yeah. hope I hope that guys are not so quick to send dick pics and shit. Like, cause that's like my thing. I do not do that. Like when girls ask, I be really wondering like. Do niggas really be sending you dick pics? Cause you you just asked me that like so easily, like I was gonna respond that easy. Like, oh yeah, hold on one second. Whoop. Like there I you go. Like too. yeah, bitch. I'm, and yeah. like that shit is like, I don't know, man. Again, cause it's probably cause I have to protect myself while I'm not willing to do that. You know what I'm saying? Cause I don't want to wind up on TMZ and shit like that. You know what I mean? And I don't know what your intentions are. You know what I mean? But with girls. Willingness to ask, niggas must be sending them like water. Like, oh yeah, here's a picture of my dick. And I'm seeing, <laughs> and I'm seeing girls talking about it. Like, if I get another dick pic in my in my inbox, I'm finna block people. Like, damn. But you know what I'm saying? When I ask, when it's a girl that done slid up in my DMs trying to ask me what I'm doing and what trying to see what make me tick, and I might be like, hey, feel free to send me something sexy. They be on mm-hmm. some like, wow. Like, are you sure? Like, yeah, I'm sure. Bitch, you slid in my DMs. What did you in my DMs for? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, shit, I might not never want to fuck you or take a plane trip or send you on no plane or nothing. But because you entertaining me and you want me to entertain you, then give me a reason. Mm-hmm. Send me some, some sexy shit. And most of the time, I get the right response. You know, most of the time, I get the right response, and I'll get some shit. But I, I don't like... You know how how much I gotta like put the emphasis on it. Like, okay, well, I don't plan on doing anything with your pictures, so you should go ahead and send it. Like, that's what you're in my DMs for. Let's be real. You know what I mean? That's yeah. what I want to speak on. Like, but for the reasons why niggas have these same social, and when I say niggas, I mean guys. It's an adjective when I say it. I don't mean it uh, to be uh, racially specific to any group of people. When I say nigga, I mean dudes. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean yeah. it in no racial way, just to, you know, put clear the air about that. Because we say nigga a lot on here. And mm-hmm. we're not talking about any race of people. We're talking about guys. Guys are yeah. niggas to us. Yeah. Uh, Pretty much. Anyway, and it's a ter- term of endearment. Like, my nigga, my dude, my guy. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> the thing with niggas, you know what I'm saying, is is that... When, you know, when we do it, you know what I'm saying, when we when we ask a girl, you know what I'm saying, for these nudes, we get you know, we get nailed to the wall. Like, oh, you must ask every girl for nudes or how many girls you got sending you these pictures. You know what I'm saying? When niggas get asked, they just do it. They just do it. Oh, you want to see a picture of my dick? Whoop, there you go. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? Now, when a, when a guy asks a girl to do it, it's just 21 questions shit. You know what I'm saying? It's like, why is that? Y'all got the y'all y'all got these apps for the same reasons that we had these apps. Let's keep it clean. You know what I'm saying? You got Snapchat, so you can talk to a nigga and send him pictures and not be worried about nobody else seeing. It. Let's be real. You know what I'm saying? Like, what is it all about? And I just want girls to keep it clean. I wish we could get a girl caller in right now. And I might have to uh, put it out there to Facebook. I want a girl to call in so I can ask some women, like, these questions that I have. Because I know it's real. You know, girls are very similar to guys. They just don't portray themselves as such. 
Same thing with coming up in school. You know, just as much as we was adolescents and thinking about sex and getting her in class, girls were thinking about sex just as much. And girls have just as much sex as guys do. They just don't act it out as much. I want women to start keeping it clean. Keep it 100 with the world, man. You know what I'm saying? You women be thirsty in the inbox worse than niggas do. Women don't want to be shamed, though. They don't want to be shamed. That's what it comes down to. That's that new word, that that shit that uh, Amber Rose came out with, that slut-shaming. Like, we shouldn't have to be slut-shamed. But that that's what women are worried about. Amber Rose talk or Amber Rose talking about that shit and trying to make it a good thing, but we'll still slut shame girls. And that that's just how it is. Men do that. It's like that's another one of those gender things that people yeah. do it. I mean, we always hear well, about I it. Mean, there is a double standard when it comes to guys' sexual activity and girls' sexual activity. Um, it just depends on the type of woman whether or not she's comfortable enough to own it. Like, Rihanna is a fucking, is a fucking sex idol. You know what I mean? Um, Kim K is a sex idol. You know what I'm saying? Um, these people don't... Well, I think, I think Kim K gets slut-shamed, but Rihanna really doesn't. It depends on who you are and whether or not you can own it and rock it. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I know I fucked him, and I fucked him, and I fucked him too, and I don't care because... Let's talk about all the, the women you fuck, dude, and how am I any different than you? Like, I can understand it from that spectrum. You know what I'm saying? From that aspect of it. You know what I mean? Like, I can understand women's uh, uh, disgruntledness with inequality, with not being equal to men. Like, okay, you guys can do this, and if I do the same thing, I get slush shine. I understand that. But then, me being a guy... I still side up with guys. Like, I still look at women's sexual activity a certain way. Like, a woman should not be doing, you know, activities as a guy would. Because it's a difference. Your body is built different. You know what I mean? We got this one thing that we stick inside. We can wipe it off. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know what I mean? They, they got an open orifice. They have, it's inward. It's outward with us. It's inward with them. So, for mm-hmm. you to be getting pulled in, you know what I'm saying? By two and three and four different guys, and one may be secreting something in you, and one accidentally did, and I didn't keep track of the other two. Well, that uh, is kind of slutty. It is. It's not the same. <laughs> the no, same. I feel you on that one. You know, and then we get into the whole versus woman, and you know what I mean? Like, I, I want to get into, you know, what makes guys. What they say, you know what I'm saying? Like, what? what But why is that? Because produce so many seeds we need to put out. 
it says in the Bible, be fruitful and multiply. I mean, in the Bible, men have multiple wives. We've gotten far away from the Bible, you know what I'm saying, from very diff- different ways. But it's like it's, it, there's a reason why things are structured that way, isn't it? Like, you don't, yeah. you know, you only produce X amount of eggs to be fertilized as a woman. Mm-hmm. And then when you get past a certain age, you can't, you're not fertile anymore. You can't do it anymore. The man continues to produce seed. So what is cheating? What is that? What is cheating? If, if biologically, you know what I'm saying, I continue to produce seed past the point that you can be fertilized. So then you, per se, whoever my, that one woman is, you, you can't really, you can't really satisfy me because it's something inside of me saying to plant seed. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying, bro? Yep. Or I can tune all the way out on it. No, no, I feel you on that. I feel you. I, I think this is, this goes... All the way back to you know you know man versus woman from the beginning of time like that that conflict that we have and I think that women totally ignore that and then they try self control like well I know what you produce but it's about self control mm-hmm. is it is it is it about self control or is it instinctive because you know all beings do what they are created to do or they should do or most of us do. You know what I mean? I was put here to fucking plant my seed, be fruitful and multiply. All of this other shit is shit that we came up with along the way. Oh, well, you know, if you got one, you don't need another, and uh, you only need as many as you can take care of, and all of this shit. Like, meanwhile, my nutsack keep producing sperm that want to shoot inside of bitches, so I don't know what you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? How can we, like, ignore science mm-hmm. and what makes us do what we do? Like, dogs don't get held accountable for being dogs. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, hey, that's a dog. You know what I'm saying? You put him around another dog that's in heat, he's going to fucking get up. Yep, that's real talk and, right know, there. I mean, that's part, that's part of the reason why they call men dogs. But, you know what I'm saying? It's we are our own species, and we were made the way that we were made. And I can't help that you know, my fucking nuts that keep producing sperm. You know what I mean? And you don't want to have any more babies, but I still have this desire to release. Even when you... Is that my fault? Or is that fucking human nature in a man, and what I am? Mm-hmm. These are the questions that I ask myself, you know what I mean, daily when I'm smoking by myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn, man, this is all fucked up, man. This whole way that society wants us to leave is wants us to live. You know what I'm saying? It's anti the way that I was made. It's against the way that I was made. This is why there's so much problems with marriage, and why so many men get divorced or they just can't do it particular way. It's because it was never designed for us to fucking be that way. A man's supposed to really have four, five, six wives, however many he can get pregnant, and have a nation of of, of people out of those different. Because one woman can't have a nation of people. They can't. Yeah, I feel you. 
Side of me, then, and you know, a man can curtail himself and promise to curtail himself by by getting married and saying you and you only and all of that. The whole time, though, he has to monitor himself for wanting to do the opposite. So to me, it's a man lying to himself. It's a man lying to himself because no matter what, man, this is 100 radio. I know you married and I'm involved too. Yeah. You know what I mean? I have to I have to slap my hands, you know what I'm saying, or, 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 or you know what I'm saying, get on myself about looking outward. You know what I'm saying? And and it happens naturally though. I see something that I like and I'll be like, Oh, I wonder uh let me let me stop. But what do what something and all men do it. Do you not? Yeah, you do not I want can. to answer that question. You're going to take the fifth, right? Yeah, I'll probably have to. Yeah, you need to take the fifth. You know what I'm saying? But again, we were talking about opinions and people speaking the truth to gain understanding as human beings. Okay? Yeah. Then your wife needs to hear this, and my baby mama needs to hear this as well. You know what I'm saying? You could be politically correct and, and, and plead the fifth and not answer that question, but let's be 100 and be what this fucking this station is, and keep it 100, man. All men feel some kind at any point of the day. You can have you can have J Lo laying in your bed, and you can look at some other woman. Why is that? Why is that? Is it because J Lo is not J Lo because she's not doing what she's supposed to do? No, J Lo is J Lo, and she probably could suck a good dick and throw that ass back. I'm sure of it. But that does not mean that when I see uh, Rihanna and I got J-Lo, that don't mean, damn, I think I could put a baby in her, too. <laughs> I, it's just how men fucking think. Let's keep it clean. Yeah. It's just how men think, bro. You know what I'm saying? And it's a, it's a reason why we think the way. Because we were made to have a nation of men out of our, our, out of our existence. We were made to have that. Why we, Why do we produce so much sperm? If it was only made for one woman, the shit should stop, cut off, and plug up after, you know what I'm saying, that one woman uh, 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 maxes out. After you have the max amount that she can have, then, okay, my fucking sperm stops. I'm not creating any more sperm. If God wanted to be that way, he would have made it that way. I be one woman, and that's that. Why do we have the ability as many as we can fucking have. That's true. There's no restrictions on that. There is no restrictions on that. A girl maxes out with how many kids she can have, for sure. You know what I mean? Her body is not physically able to create more than however many she can create as that particular individual woman. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, we could just keep doing it well into our 60s. Like, I don't know. Your shit still work, man. And we done created a miracle pill, nigga. Your shit still get, still got sperm, man. You were good to go. Oh, well, my wife is 55. Like, well, I don't know what to tell you. You still pumping sperm out that time. Yeah. So what does that mean? If your wife is now barren, she can't make any more children. You know what I'm saying? But you still creating seed. What What is that man to do? 
jack off and spill his seed on the ground, which which, which the Bible said was a, was a fucking sin. Bible said, nigga, man is not to spill his seed on the ground. or on his hand or on the bed <laughs> or anything. You know what I'm saying? As far as the offering, man is a sin. Nigga's supposed to put that in something. <laughs> That's real shit. I'm just speaking real shit, you know. But yeah. these are the things that we're torn with as men. We have to swallow that, and we have to ignore that, and we have to appease these women. And, you know, baby, I don't have no desires for nobody else. You the only one. Nigga, lying like a mother because he don't want the one that he loves to feel no kind of way. That's the only reason. That's the only reason. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I just, I'm, not a, I'm not a firm believer in lying to myself, lying to God at the altar of God, standing there like, yes, yes, uh, I do. I don't want to fuck anyone else. I do. Like, no, nah, that's all right, cuz, because at some point when I'm married, at some point I'm going to see something else because of whatever is going on inside of me genetically and scientifically, at some point. I might be in the Bahamas, in Jamaica, on the honeymoon, and see a Hawaiian tropic model and be like, fuck, I'm going to fuck her. What you looking at? Nothing. Lying like a motherfucker. They know. They know, too. And, And they know. So that's what I'm saying. Why would they be content or happy with knowing that they're cutting us off from being who we are? You ever think about that shit? All the time, bro, and this is the shit that perplexes me as a man. You know, I have thought that one. You can't ignore it because it's gonna come back. It's gonna come back after you walk down the aisle, after you get married, after you make all the promises. It's gonna come back. Who you are is gonna come back to you, and it's gonna mm-hmm. tell you, like, hey, dog, why did you do that to us? Why did you promise this girl that you were never gonna fuck nothing else? Because everything in me. <laughs> yep. And then Man. you know this is where the, where nigga buried with children Al Bundy come in like just shoot me kill me now I'm tired of this shit I'm tired of living a lie yes I love her do I want to fuck other bitches you goddamn right and I'm stuck in this fucking hell that I'm living and I'm married with children pretty you know much. what I'm saying pretty I, much. Um, and I feel like, you know, any man that has found happiness being married, he just found his happiness with that woman, and she found her happiness with acceptance. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? There are probably a few, you know what I'm saying, men that are only women, you know what I'm saying, and live with one woman and only love that one woman for the duration of their lives. But a lot of long-lasting married couples, they just found their happiness with acceptance. You know what I'm saying? You got to think about Snoop Dogg wife, however long you've been married. Let's be real. And I hope if Snoop hear this, he don't get mad at me. If his wife hear this, she don't get mad at him. But it's the, it's the God's honest truth. You think as long as Snoop been married, he ain't hit nothing else? You got mm-hmm. life and bullshit twist. You got life and bullshit fucked up. If you Snoop Dogg ain't fuck nothing else. He has. And he's married. You know what I'm saying? Same thing of with course, Will and Jada. 
He been with Snoop been with the same girl forever. You know that nigga had to cheat. It's not cheating though. You know what I'm saying? It's cheating according to the world and their rules. But I'm Her sure problem. his wife understands. I'm sure mm-hmm. his wife understands. He probably explained to her, like, look, you the one I love. These other bitches I'm just fucking on. I ain't going to put no seeds in no other bitch. I'm going to just, however many you have for me, that's how many we have. And I ain't going to have more. You know what I'm saying? But as far as him fucking other bitches, he do that because he's Snoop Dogg. And yeah. he live a, a musician's lifestyle and all kind of shit. You know what I'm saying? And that. she got to accept it. It's plenty of nights he don't come home. Whether he fucking or not. It's Snoop Dogg, though. I'm on the road. You know what it is. You know this music lifestyle. Like, yeah, y'all do late nights and stuff like that. Like, yeah, and we fuck bitches in the studio, too. But that goes without saying. I'll see you when I come home, baby. And she's like, okay, daddy. And that's that. Yeah. But that's Snoop Dogg. I guess finances make you turn a blind eye to certain shit. You know what I'm saying? But if a broke nigga do it, you know, the girl gonna be like, hell no, nah, nigga. I ain't, nigga. You can't fuck no other bitch and expect me to be cool with it. Yeah. That's only because he broke. But why oh, yeah. does financial stress hearing over what, what's, what's inside of us? It does not matter. It does not matter. We are all men and we all fucking got the same components inside of us. Some of us have less self-control than others. But outside of self-control, we all made the same way. I'm producing a gang of sperm every day, and you're only one girl. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and I know you can't say much because, you know, you, you involved. And I am, too. And I probably don't want my hear, my girl to hear this fucking episode. But I'm going to keep it 100, whether she hear it or not. And I'm going to look at her with a straight face and not even fucking blink if we have to have this conversation. Am I stepping out? No. Am I cheating? No. Do I feel this way? Absolutely fucking correct. I do feel this way. And we had this conversation before. I told her if I could get away with it, if I could do it, if I could step outside and not have you feel some kind of way about it, I would do it. But because you feel some kind of way, I'd rather not go through all of that. It's not mm-hmm. worth it. And that's what niggas cop out to. Niggas cop out to it not being it ain't even work for all that money. It's just a piece of pussy, man. I I'd rather not hit the bitch I wanna hit and just go home and have peace in my house. But if it wasn't a threat of it being hell in your household, you would hit that bitch in a heartbeat, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? Yes you would. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If there's a there's that has to be addressed, bro. Like, that shit is being ignored. ignored. And, you know, married men ignore it because they don't want problems in their household. You know, other men ignore it because the woman that they're after doesn't want a man like that. You know what I'm saying? But all of us, all of us as men need to fucking tell the truth and fucking quit lying to these girls. Yes, I love you, unadulterated. Do I have desires to fuck another woman? Yes, I do. Every time something ca- come across my timeline that I don't know that look good, I'd be like, oh, I'll fuck the shit out of her. And if I had half the chance, I would. I'm sorry. Pretty much. Pretty much. I wonder Especially how people like feel about It don't even take a 10 for a man. It really don't. You know, this could be a <laughs> seven and a half, six going on seven. <laughs> All right, right now you looking good and you could get it. 
Now, how I feel after the fact remains to be seen. Men are finicky like that, too. We can like something at that moment, and then when we get done, I don't like it so much. That all determines, you know. Okay, when niggas is drunk. When niggas is drunk, niggas love what's in front of them. When niggas Mm -hmm. get sober, niggas hate it. (laughs) No. I'm guilty. Like, I'm guilty of that. Like, as soon as I bust a nut, like, I'm done. Like, (laughs) I gotta love... I gotta love you to lay up with you, cause if I don't, if I don't love you and I don't hit you, I want you away from me now. As soon as I bust my nut, or I'm about to leave. That's coming. Yeah, man. And then I, I be doing nasty shit to girls and shit. And then after I finish doing nasty shit to them, I be like, you nasty little thing. Ugh. <laughs> 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 like you are nasty. Like, well, I'm the one that did it. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, why do I feel like that? Like, I don't know. That's something else about God that, you know, you can't you can't really explain that. You can't describe it. It's just, you know, it's just niggas. Like, mm-hmm. niggas are that way. You just have to be, you have to make sure you're not that girl that's discarded after it's all said and done. It's something black on foot running toward me. And I don't know, it's a, it's a black dog. Y'all might hear uh, me getting attacked by a dog on live radio. Get out of here! Get out of here! <laughs> no, I was a Labrador. Yeah. You know, Labs don't, they don't do shit to nobody. But I seen it from a long way down the street, and it spooked me. Because it'd be like coyotes and shit out here. Oh, yeah, it could have been anything. Yeah, man, it'd be coyotes, raccoons, and all this shit in this uh, Inland Empire, Marino Valley, man. I'd be scared of wildlife. I'm a city slicker, bro. We don't get too much wildlife in L.A. But out here, you got to, like, if you got little dogs, you got to, you know, look after them and make sure you look in the backyard, make sure ain't no shit about to attack them and shit. Like, it's shit out here, man. Coyotes and shit. Wow, animals been uh they've been getting that get back in the world lately, man. The, the gator with the little boy, the gorilla, what <laughs> wildlife is running shit right now, man. They trying to take their land back. Like you motherfuckers now build build houses and city on top of my terrain and we ain't extinct. We live with y'all. And I'm finna Yep, they ain't playing. You know what I'm saying? They ain't playing. No, they ain't playing. And then in the South, they got to be careful because that's where all that swamp land and shit is at. Like, I don't think it's supposed to be cities and shit like, like New Orleans, Florida, where all this is overpopulated with gas and shit. Swamp. You're not supposed to be living here. Y'all going to have, y'all going to continually have gator problems and shit. Oh, hell Reptiles yeah. and frogs. It's because of where y'all chose to live. Like the tsunamis and shit that be happening um, over in, I don't know, let's say, wherever they be having them at, Asia, Japan, Thailand. It's just like where they are geographically, the where, where they done built life in those areas. Like, I don't think that there's nothing supposed to be living there. And when a tsunami comes and takes out 100,000 people, 20,000 people, however many, like a whole population of life, I just can't help but thinking, like, y'all not supposed to be living there. And it's going to continue to happen as long as y'all keep trying to build life on top of this land where only animals are supposed to be. Like, humans got that bad. 
just trying to build shit on top of shit where life ain't supposed to be. Hell yeah, we just make places to live. Like, oh yeah, it's water there, there's air. Yeah, let's build some houses. Like, no, yep. nigga, the aliens don't want you there. <laughs> like, fool <laughs> the natives. And, you know, that's what they did to the Native Americans. Oh, yeah, this is new land. Like, it's not new land. It's people there already. Like, yeah, yep. well, we're going to build up right here. Like, well, they don't. the natives don't want you there, and they're going to fight tooth and nail. That's what this new independence shit is, is about, the Independence Day and all that shit. You know what I'm saying? The aliens is back because they, they trying to build shit on, on this, this place on Earth. And I believe in that shit. I do. Just like we be going places and trying to put our flag up and find shit that's undiscovered, the aliens live like we live. They, they, they inhabit a planet, and they trying to search out other planets just like we are. Oh, there's life on Earth. probably like, man, it's been life on Earth. Let's go down there and fuck with them. Because yeah. they, they are inferior being than we are. We can control them. Why don't we just go take that shit over and use their land and their resources? They got a bunch of water on Earth. We can live comfortably over there. Like, I don't know. I believe it. I, I believe that there's other life on other planets. What you think? Oh, man, there's so many fucking planets. There has to be. There's no way that we're the only life forms. There's just too many because we found so many planets, too. There has to be. There just well, has some, to of be. The, some of the planets they saying ain't a planet. Yeah, or we thought it was a planet, it's a star, and all that old shit. So I don't know what's really a planet and what's not. But I mean, mean, even if even if there aren't, there's still so many that we haven't even been able to see. We always discover new right. shit all the time. There has to be other lives, like a other right. life form. There has to be. There's no. It just doesn't make sense. The possibility is just too low. Right. So, I mean. But like, think it's like, what do you think they look like? You think they look like how they always been portrayed, like big heads, the big eyes, and they make these little fucking sound wave echo sounds and shit? Or do you think that they're like, kind of like more likely to humans? Or what do you think? I can't even put put it on there. I feel like that once we discover a life form, it's gonna be something that we were totally wrong on. What about the sightings? Do you think any of those sightings are real? Like from whatever, the beginning of time, when well, I am not the beginning of time, from the beginning of people making claims that they saw aliens or been abducted or anything, do you think any one of those people may have been telling the truth? I think one possibly, yeah. Because one out I was of just, what? Though? I one mean, out of I mean I'm sure, I'm sure there's more. I'm sure there's a possibility that Somebody was telling the truth. I'm not going to guess an amount, but I feel like somebody was telling the truth because I was just watching a video today about how they have a live stream from the International Space Station from NASA that you can watch anytime. You just go to NASA.gov, and then they showed a clip of it. I was watching a video where there was something leaving Earth, and then when that when they saw it, they automatically cut the feed. like They cut the live stream. Oh, and they were trying to cover it up, so that's what I, I think. So you think you think you you think all right? You remember the first Independence Day, right? Where they had the fake president Independence Day going to Area 51. 
and yeah. he went to Area 51, and they had, you know what I'm saying, they had, like, alien remains and, you know what I'm saying, old alien spacecraft and shit, all at this one location. You think that's real? Um, I don't know. I, I think... Uh, that's that's a hard one to answer. I do think there's a place where they have some aliens or something, something that we've never seen. Maybe it might not be like aliens, what we think, but I'm sure we have like a lab where there's like some kind of bacteria or some kind of germ or something that's not from Earth. I believe it, bro, because, you know, and everything as far as the evolution of Earth and how this world evolved all of that. It's got something to do with fucking outer space activity. Some asteroid that flew and landed on Earth and changed everything. And, you know what I mean? This asteroid fucking killed the dinosaurs. And all of this shit leads back to space. Mm-hmm. So if all of this shit is coming from space, then what's the shit that's actually hanging out there and just existing and living? You know what I'm saying? Look at what we were able to do as human beings. We made airplanes and we got hoverboards and shit now. And You know what I mean? We were able to do amazing shit with, with automobiles and with open heart surgery. And You know, we don't even know if humans actually built the pyramids or not. You know what I'm saying? Like type shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's some amazing shit. Like, damn, did humans really do this? Like, they can't. It's so inconceivable of a human being to be able to build those pyramids as big as they are to where they're they're starting to say that, you know, they think that it was a giant life form or aliens. I don't know, you know, what I believe as far as that. But just like you said, it's too many planets and it's too much amazing shit here on Earth for me to believe that there's nothing out there. Like, it may be, I think... I don't think that a, a planet would exist with nothing on it, just just sitting there, just floating in orbit. It's doing, it's just sitting there. It's a red planet with nothing living on it. On Earth, after hours, the critters come out, bro. And I yep. see insects yep. and bugs and animals that I ain't never seen. And I'll be like, what the fuck is that? Like, why? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So just imagine what's going on in outer space, bro. We can't, that, that's uncharted land. That's, you know what I'm saying? I saw the movie Mars with, uh, I, I believe it was with, uh, was it, with Matt Damon? You heard of Mars, the movie Mars? I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it, no. Yeah, I, I saw it. Um, and basically, I, I believe it was fictional. But what he did was, you know, they, they, uh, that was going on now, supposedly, NASA's been going back and forth to Mars, you know what I'm saying, uh, you know, doing a little experiments and shit. So this is an update of what's been going on the past 15 years, you know what I'm saying, of our explorations to Mars. And he went to Mars, and, like, a wind list came or something like that. He got caught up in it, and his ship left, his crew left, and he was stuck on Mars. They thought he died. 